local across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, business leaders back the Tories. New Thames Valley Police Chief starts today and major development plan for central Bedfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just over 100 senior executives from some of Britain's best-known companies have written an open letter praising Conservative economic policies. They warn that a change in course could threaten jobs and investment. Labour has dismissed the letter as nothing new. Here's the BBC's business editor, Carmel Ahmed. From the chief executive of BP to the man who runs the Prudential, more than 100 company leaders have directly backed what they describe as the Conservative-led government. In a letter to the Daily Telegraph, the business figures argue the present government has supported investment and job creation and that what they describe as a change in course would put the recovery at risk. Ed Miliband, meanwhile, is promising stronger restrictions on zero-hours contracts if Labour wins the election. He says he'll give employees the right to a normal contract after 12 weeks. The new Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire, is backing what he calls local policing as he starts his first day in the job. Francis Habgood has been Deputy Chief Constable since 2008 and says the force will maintain a focus on traditional crimes such as burglary but he acknowledges there are financial pressures which have led to £58 million of savings in the last four years. A French magazine and a German newspaper say they've seen mobile phone footage taken inside the German wings aircraft last week just minutes before it crashed. The French magistrate overseeing the investigation insists that no video has been found from the plane. Councillors are bidding to reassure residents in central Bedfordshire after major redevelopment plans were agreed in principle. These include 4,000 new homes, a new link road from the M1 to the A6 and a rail freight interchange north of Luton. Councillor Nigel Young is in charge of regeneration. Well, we're having to do it, but that isn't to say I don't want to provide homes for our children. Five years ago, there was only 29% support, support for house building. That's now doubled to 59% support for house building. We have to build homes for our our children and we have to provide jobs for them and this uh, has been going on for a very long time and in our view is the most appropriate location in the sub-region. The first major reform of social care law in England for 60 years, the Care Act, has come into force. For the first time, people needing care will be assessed against a national standard and unpaid carers will be entitled to ask for support from local authorities. Thieves have stolen nearly 30 laptops and tablets after breaking into a school in Bletchley. The burglary happened in the early hours of Sunday morning at Waterhall Primary School in Fern Grove. Hertfordshire residents are being encouraged to celebrate the 70th anniversary of VE Day which marked the end of World War II. The County Council's waiving fees for street parties so people can celebrate on the weekend of the 8th of May. In sport, England drew one all in last night's friendly in Italy with a second-half equaliser from Andros Townsend. The weather dry and bright with sunny spells this morning, cloud and rain spreading from the west this afternoon, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, thank you, Simon. Bikes, butties and bunchons. It's all coming up. Across beds, hearts and okay. bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. La raison d'être that I stopped that so quickly is because the curse has struck again. Yes. So we're banging on about Joni Mitchell. Yeah, well, you are. 
She's collapsed. I know. Joni Mitchell has collapsed. And she's in a bad way. She is in a bad way. Were we talking about Joni Mitchell on air, or was that an, yeah. a private? Was that an on-air conversation? I think you might oh, have mentioned her. her. Well, you certainly mentioned her on that other place. Uh, BBC WM ninety five point six Friday no, afternoons. The, um, the good place. Oh yeah. yeah BBC yeah, yeah. WM ninety five point six Friday afternoons two o'clock Saturday mornings ten. Uh, you pushed me to say that. I never mentioned that other show, and you pushed me to say it. Well, now you've said it. It's going to be in a bad way. <laughs> so um, yeah, Joni Mitchell has uh, collapsed. Yeah. Um, and I've there's been, no joy in that. There, there's no, no joy in it at all. This isn't a joke. I have been April Fools. No, if only. Imagine if that was her April Fools. She's in hospital, and then like a week later she goes April Fools. She doesn't do that stuff. No, she did. Well, though she did black up to go to a party once as a black man. But that was in the olden days when people didn't think that that was horrible. Um, April Fool, it's not. The thing is, um, we haven't. I'll be honest. The show this morning when we came in was poor. Well, it, it was poor. No, you've, you've it, it had foot crumbled overnight. It had foot crumbled <laughs> overnight. Uh, and Catherine has made a sh- Catherine has made a show out of. Let's be honest, very very little. A, a fine thread mm-hmm. has woven a thick blanket. I've been using the skills that I use when we have got plans to take the children out, and they are bouncing off the walls, and then it starts to rain. Écoutez et répétez. Oui, parce que um, c'est très so, de faire cela. So, we are kind of dependent a lot on going through the newspapers. Say that again. No. We are kind of dependent... The thing is, it's April the 1st. Mm-hmm. We can't trust the newspapers. No. There's one story that I think is real and you think is false, and we're arguing over it. Well, yeah. I think it's real because it's in lots of different papers. I think it may be just a shared blag. Yeah, you see? So we we are dependent uh, on uh, le, news, le Papa de la Nus. Le Journal. Uh, Maui. What's the story? Uh, hey, do, do you know what they call it in French? I don't know. fools. Um, fish. They stick a fish on your back. Well, they're flipping um, idiots. Mm. It's about this fella. Yeah. Are we finding an ACDC song? Because that's what yeah. I'm talking for. Bless yeah. you. That's what I'm talking Achoo. for. You did that backwards. Uh, it's well, it's about a fella that moved into a street and everyone went, all right, Steve. He went, no, 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 I'm Terry. No, no, you're Steve. No, 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 I'm Terry. I'm making these names up because I've not really looked at the story in great detail. Yeah. And it turns out that when he wears a, 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 a... When the newspaper gives him the same glasses and the same jumper to wear, he looks exactly like a man that what done live round the corner from him. He cuts his beard and hair in his Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks exactly like him. I look like a vicar in Soho that helps the homeless. I, when I go to Soho, I'm constantly approached by the homeless who want me to have a little pray-up with them. And I've been doing that. I don't mind having a little pray-up with the homeless. Of course I will. I've got no, oh, no, no bones about that. But then it turns out they think I'm a vicar that, that works there. Poor vicar. No. Hey, that's outrageous. Um, so we'll, we'll be going through the papers a lot. That was the chair. We'll be going through the... Uh, 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 my boys take great delight now in saying, oh, Daddy, you cut the cheese. Uh, we'll be going through the papers a bit, but with the proviso that we're not sure if any of the stories that we will be recounting this morning are based in any way upon actual, factual things. Well, it don't really matter, does it? It don't really matter. No, it don't do. really matter. It don't really matter. Uh, if you want to say, how far are we off the show, bef- that song before? Oh, no. Wait Cannot there. access the sound wait file. There. Wait there. Wait there. This is uh, just... Wait there. Wait there. Wait, oh, there. I wait, mean... there. wait, 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 wait. Now. 
This is what we're waiting for and worth every single stinking penny of it. Thank you, Kelly, or Robot Kelly, if that is indeed your name. April Fools! having a lot of content who do you look like what have you had inside you steady and what do you do in the bathroom apart from a bloot I'll explain all of those later on trust me what I don't think I've ever done a bloot yay this fella's going down Miserable man in rock. Not a sense of humour at all. What's his name? Brian Johnston. Miserable, 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 miserable git. Yeah. Well, hurry up. Miserable, unfunny, miserable, unfunny man. But he sure can wail. Yeah, he can wail, but he's miserable. Another miserable person I worked on that job with. Oh, I'm scared to say his name. Don't start pinpointing people. Still, you know about your still juju. scared to. Well, I pinpoint this fella, but I'm scared to say his name because he's a bully. Whisper it to me, and I'll say it. I'm not really scared of anyone. No, no, no. I can't say it, man. I'm sc- actually I'm scared because if this gets back to him, he will. I mean, he is. Sure again? Yeah. No, that was me because I'm scared. He is a loco down in Acapulco. 
He is local. He local, man. You don't mess with him. He crazy. Actually crazy. And would would probably um, hear about this, get in his car, drive up the M1 and batter me. He's probably already worked out you're talking He has! Ah! No! Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just told the team who that was. Now, last week we took loads of calls from people of, uh, sick of groups of young and not-so-young men driving off-road bikes like idiots around their neighbourhoods. We had reports from Hitchin, Sandy and Dunstable, but the main hotspot was Houghton Regis. And that's where police promised Justin they'd send extra resources. Isn't that right, Justin? Morning, boss. Yes, uh, we spoke to Inspector Gavin Hughes-Rodens last Thursday. Of course, you were off sick with a cold. Well, um, it was a little bit more serious than a cold, mate. Okay, but yeah, well, yeah, you, yeah. you weren't feeling well. Okay, okay, I was, I was very, very ill, yeah. Okay, okay. Some vitamin tablets. Have you taken those, by the I, way? I have. They're in my car. I take Excellent. one every day. So, uh, Gavin Hughes-Rodens came on the programme, and uh, a number of callers came on your show as well last week, saying they weren't happy with the police response to a problem, which has been happening in House and Regis for years. Uh, young lads uh, driving around on their bikes with no helmets, no number plates. Uh, they were going off the road as well. Uh, here's what Vicky told us last week. As I walk my dog around Houghton Regis in the farmers' fields, and I, I live, um, I live in Houghton Regis, and it, it's just intimidating. They driven at me, they've driven at my dog, drive onto the skate park, they drive through the park. Um, I ring the police, I give full description. Um, I feel quite intimidated that I, when I ring the police, so I have to remove myself from, from the area. So what have the police had to say, Just? Well, they were pretty reticent to put anybody up for interview. Now, when I say that, I said they refused outright at first. I said, but we're not coming on the programme, either mm. to talk to me when I was standing in for you, or you when you were back. Um, so what happened was, we had Ollie Martins in oh, the studio, right, yeah. yes, the Police and Crime Commissioner. Yep. Um, he took calls for about half an hour, and um, a lot of those calls weren't happy. To be fair, he got a battering from mm. people saying they've been ignored, and they've been reporting this time and time again. Others had footage, the police did nothing about it, but Ollie Martins insisted Bedfordshire Police were going to get tough. I have got a message for um, people in Houghton Regis and if you're a, mo a yob on a motorbike uh, ragging around ragging around the estates making lives of misery and um, frankly endangering life and limb and thinking that you can do it with impunity you then take note because Bedfordshire police is going to come and crush your bike and if you're a resident of Houghton Regis and you can see this going on then get on the phone ring 101 tell the police what you're seeing yeah, and help and help them track these people down well, tough talk to those people ragging around, uh, Justin. <laughs> I need to Google that. People yep. weren't convinced, were they? Uh, no, we heard from people in House and Regis, Dunstable, and some of the other areas as well, yeah. who were convinced the only way to tackle this problem was to take matters into their own hands. Yeah. Here's what Victoria told and us. And can I just say, Justin, I'd like to dedicate this clip to everybody who's requested it, but especially Scott in Uxbridge. It's not just House and Regis. We get it in Caddington in the summer and, and spring. And how uh, bad does the situation get up there, Victoria? Uh, last year, they're uh, riding their motorbike through the churchyard where there's elderly people tending to people that have passed away. Um, they actually drove across the green when the kids were coming back from school and nearly knocked women over with toddlers. And it got that bad. My husband went after them on his own motorbike and pulled them off. Your husband pulled them off? Yep, he has a motorbike and he saw it happen across the green, then nearly hitting a child. So he rode after them into the next village and pulled them off and uh, asked them what they were doing and, and just heard a general have a go at them. But 
they don't change. It will happen again in, in summer. I missed that. Her husband uh, taking things into his own hands. Uh, at this point, the police agreed to join you, did they? Yes, they did. Uh, Inspector Gavin Hughes-Rowland told the people of Howerton Rouge as he came on the programme last Thursday. Uh, he assured the local people that they were going to tackle this problem with intelligence-led policing. Oh, right. he... <laughs> <laughs> Some might say that's an oxymoron, but yes. And uh, here's the big thing. Uh, they've got two off-road police motorbikes. Oh, yeah. They said they were going to be sending those into Houghton Regis to sort this problem out. Uh, we believe they were due in Houghton over the weekend. So what's going to be happening is this morning, I'm going to be going back to Houghton Regis to see if anything has changed whatsoever. Fingers crossed uh, things have changed and changed for the better. Uh, do give Dealey, thank you. 08459 455555. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking quite quiet so far this morning in High Wycombe on Marlow Hill. That's all reopened again after the problems yesterday. There's some temporary traffic lights just by the leisure centre which could cause some delays there though. In Hemel Hempstead on the link road there's roadworks going on at the Pickett's Lane and looking at the motorways the M1 is all moving fine through those roadworks on the... Uh, junction between the Kidneywood roundabout and the main carriageway, so if you're annoyed to the airport, that might affect you. And on the M25, no reports any problems either. Checking the train departure boards and the 6.35 train from Welling Garden City to London King's Cross is delayed by 10 minutes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, yeah, that's it. 6.17. It is uh, Wednesday, pinch punch, the first thereof, April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Over 100 business leaders from some of Britain's best-known companies have written an open letter praising Conservative economic policies. The new Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police is backing what he calls local policing as he starts his first day in the job. And Hertfordshire residents are being encouraged to celebrate the 70th anniversary of VE Day next month with the County Council waiving fees for street parties. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. What can you see directly ahead of you? Is it a person or a wall or what is it? I can see my husband, which is not a great sight on this Saturday (laughs) morning. (laughs) But there is a way you can hear it all again. Liz said that your challenge is you've got to take a photograph of a male duck and a female duck. It's Ladies' Day as we play two hours of the finest female artists of... Okay, I think we can stop that there. The male duck is um, more colourful yes. than the theme, than the lady duck. The, the, let, let's put it in, in simple terms: the, um, the the boy duck is prettier than the girl duck. It's what like a show off. Exactly. So it's like um, it, 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 you, it's Justin Dealey and you. Yeah, but you know why. The male duck is more of a show-off. More attractive. Why? Because well, he's got no personality, so he's got to, uh, you know, he's got well. to put the top show on. You know what the, the male... woman is going to get lucky, regardless. Yeah. Right. He's got to work for it. You know what the male duck is doing all the time? Ragging around. And ragging it just, around. Just really gets on my nerves. Mm. I'll just have one of those, please, girls. Thank you. Um, yeah, because constantly ragging around, ragging around, and it really is um, just annoying. I'm not a fan of ducks. What do ducks contribute to society? Really? Somewhere to take the kids when you've got no other ideas? 
Uh, oh, oh, sorry, did you know, say something? The ducks where I live are arrogant, yeah. right? Because they know they've got a captive audience. Yep. They can take it or leave it. Yep. You walk over with your various duck foods and they look at your bag and go, do you know what? I'll hang on ten minutes. What? I'll do better than that. What? I mean, th- these ducks constantly just ragging around. Thank you. What do, What are the blackbirds that swim with ducks? Coots. Sorry? Coots. What? Coots. Hey? Coots. That's the name of my bank. Oh, a joke for rich, posh people. Wow. Whoa, it's not. I'm not with Coots anymore. Whoa. A joke for people who were once uh, rich and powerful, yeah? You like that? I don't think I ever was with Coots, no, actually. No, um, Kelly, how are you doing there, my darling? It's in there. I know it's in there. I was asking how you're doing, my darling. Oh, I'm, I'm just ragging around. Hey. Well, she looked up peach in the dress she made When she was still a mama's little girl And when she walked down the aisle Everybody smiled at her
baby when I look at you, I get a warm feeling inside. Wow, it really is uh, the first 23 minutes and 52 seconds of the show really has, um, has just passed. I chose that song. I chose that song for Elton John to record way back in 1987. Very out of character. That's a different um, muff. You've got a new muff. I have, yeah, but there's no muffs in there. Are so, you? you know, you win, you lose. I wanna kiss the bride. He doesn't really, though, does he? No. He wants to kiss the bridegroom. Which is absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Good morning, Kev. Hey, good morning, Ian. Hey, Kev, man. How's it going, man? How's it hanging, man? Oh, it's it's not good this morning. What's wrong, fella? Hey, I've got an earworm. Let let me suck it out. We're asking what have you had inside you. You've got an earworm. Yeah, no, it's part of your fault as well. Oh, go on. Oh, sorry, I do apologise. What's what's your beef? Well... (laughs) I, I, th- I think I'm going to have to address you as uh, Dr. Ian for this. Yes, Kev. Right, we, we need to pull apart a song. OK. It's a, bo- it's a boa constrictor song. Yeah. You want to pull it I mean, apart? It, yeah, OK. Harsh. Well, it is, but yeah, uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense. What do you mean? Well, for a start, it, it swallowed a toe, yeah? Hang on a second. I mean, Let's have a, hang on. I'm being Let's have a swallowed by a boa constrictor. OK. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. So the scene is I'm set. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. And I don't like it very much. Okay, so the scene is set. Yeah, yeah the scene is set. I mean, th- th- this is great. I mean, she's she's explaining it to the kids. Yeah. Okay, right, let's go into it. First line. Oh, no, oh, no, he swallowed my toe. Okay. Oh. Okay. Right. The toe is gone. Forget the toe. It's in the snake. Although there would still be time for the young lady to pull it out. Right. Exactly. I I guess that she's stunned. Right. Okay. Now to the next line. He's not wasting any time, this boa constrictor. He's already gone from toe to knee. Quick, and it's getting smooth. a little bit faster. You can feel the tension in the air. Can't you just? Yeah. yeah. And right, I, I would okay. imagine. Line. I imagine after this next line, the young lady, Mary, is uh, stricken by fear. He's up to my knee. Oh, fiddle. Oh, fiddle. He's reached my middle. Boom. Right, OK, this is where it starts getting confusing. Kev. How many legs did Mary have? Two. So why is he only up to one toe? How did he get the other toe? Well, no, 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 you could say... Take it as red, I mean... If he's, swallowing t- if he's swallowing two toes, you would say, oh, it's got me toe. Yeah, OK, what about up to the up to the knee? Well, it's up to the knee part of her. Maybe there's two snakes, although then it'd be called I'm being swallowed by boa constrictors. Right, OK, OK, so there's a little bit of a dispute on this. OK, next line. He's reached my knee. Oh, heck, oh, heck, he's up to my neck. So where's your beef with right. this is the one that really gets me, Go and I, I just can't work out. Oh, heck, oh, heck, he's up to my neck. Yeah. How the hell is she playing the guitar? That's not her playing the guitar, Kev. That's either Peter or, indeed, Paul. Or the boa constrictor. Oh, you now Catherine really is taking this into the realms of fantasy. Well, he's got, really? he's got a tail. He's up to my neck. Oh, dread, oh, dread, he's followed by... Then she's dead. <laughs> yeah, but the guitar stops. 
Well, because Peter or Paul or the boa constrictor are so upset by what's going on that mm-hmm. um, they, they, uh, they go, oh, no, Mary's been eaten! Nuts! Okay, uh, we did, well, we didn't hear about the nuts. I'm assuming they got eaten as well. Uh, we won't go into that. No. Anyway, I've got to uh, feed the dog, feed the cat and get into the car, so I will maybe speak to you later or next week. Thank you very much indeed. Well, well Kev, thank you. You've left us uh, not enough time to do this story. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Stuff happens, isn't it? We'll do it in a bit. Briefly. quickly. Let's not read the script, because it's... Uh, no. But okay. thank you, uh, Cass, and thank you, Kelly. But, but briefly... Um, 8th of May, big day, of course. Yeah. Um, not the election. VE day. Is anyone bothered by VE Day? Exactly. Should we be celebrating it? Um, If you live in Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire County Council are um, waiving their usual fee for street parties. But I mean, the question we're asking this morning is: No. Was anyone planning one in the first place? Is is anyone? A very important uh, uh, day, of course. Seventy years ago. Is and I'm sure you know some of the kids will be doing it at school, and that's brilliant. But a street party for VE Day? Really? I hate street parties. I think they're so chavvy and common and horrible. Well, that's the reason I quite like them, but I can't be bothered to make one. Oh, I just think... Is anyone going to have a street party for VE Day? Is anybody even going to raise a glass? 084... I'm not even going to give out the phone number. They don't call this early. Slackers. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to build up between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 18 for Chorleywood. And in Brickywood on the North Orbital Road, it's slow around the M25, Junction 21A roundabout. But elsewhere, it's still quite quiet. In either Heath on Church Road, there's roadworks at the turning for Thornbridge Road, so that might get busy later on. And it's looking fine so far in Milton Keynes through the roadworks on the A41 around the Kingston roundabout. But expect delays there later on. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Just over 100 senior executives from some of Britain's best-known companies have written an open letter praising Conservative economic policies. They include the boss of Bedfordshire-based Whitbread, Andy Harrison, and warn that a change in course could threaten jobs and investment. Labour has dismissed the letter as nothing new. The new Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire, is backing what he calls local policing as he starts his first day in the job. Francis Hapgood has been Deputy Chief Constable since 2008 and says the force will maintain a focus on traditional crimes such as burglary. And councillors are bidding to reassure residents in central Bedfordshire after major redevelopment plans were agreed in principle. These include 4,000 new homes, a new link road from the M1 to the A6 and a rail freight interchange north of Luton. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England drew one all in last night's friendly in Italy with a second-half equaliser from Andros Townsend. Here's manager Roy Hodgson. Second half, very good. First half, nowhere near the performances that we look for, nowhere near the, the standards that we set. But fortunately, at half-time, we spoke about that and the players, certainly in the second half, they rolled their sleeves up and gave a totally different performance. And at the end, I think, uh, with the domination we had and the chances we created, we could even consider ourselves a bit unlucky not to win. 
MK Dons manager Cole Robinson says he's gutted to lose midfielder Ben Reeves for the rest of the season. Reeves has been ruled out with a calf injury sustained on international duty with Northern Ireland. Tottenham have completed their final land purchase ahead of their proposed new £400 million stadium. Spurs have been linked with a temporary move to Milton Keynes whilst building work takes place. In rugby, Bedford play the British Army in the Mobs Memorial match tonight at Goldington Road. More from Jeff Doyle. First played in 1921, the Mobs Memorial Game honours Lieutenant Colonel Edgar Mobs, DSO, an England rugby legend and a World War I hero. Formerly competed between the East Midlands and the Barbarians, the game now pits the British Army against Bedford Blues and Northampton Saints on alternate years. The Blues team tonight will feature a number of Blues first team and academy players, plus invitational players from the likes of Saracens, Wasps, Amptill, Hartford and Bishop Stortford. Andy Murray has reached 500 career victories, the British number one beat Kevin Anderson in three sets to reach the quarterfinals of the Miami Open. A New England and Wales cricket board chairman Colin Graves is proposing shortening test matches from five days to four. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Ragging around. Ragging around. Ragging around. It's people. Let's talk. Let's talk to each other. If you stick anything out of your window, you're asking for attention.
is the, uh, the... By the way, all the papers are just rubbish because it's all boring. It's all uh, either vote for this side or vote for that side. And it's April Fool's, so there's even more rubbish in. So everything has to be taken with a, uh, a POS. But what a strange giveaway on the front of the uh, Daily Mail. Free postage, £8.85. Six tomato plants and an apple golden delicious plant. I'm... Uh, what? Not a tree. See page 56. Well, let's go to page 56. And, uh, and um, They were giving away compost the other day, so they're obviously doing it in order. Free. Today, every reader can claim six free... Asterix. Where does the asterix lead you to? Let's follow the... Uh, well, the postage and packing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Enter today's unique number and pay £8.85 postage. Oh! Um, golden delicious apple patio tree and sweet aperitif tomato plant. Oh, man. Tomato plants. If you've ever tried to grow tomatoes, yeah. A, it's impossible. No, it's not. Um, what? No. They're, they're impossible to grow. Do you know what you can grow them in? That it works great. Hanging mm. baskets. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, get yourself a little tumbler. You can grow potatoes in socks. Well, I tried growing potatoes in a tub on the uh, patio. It didn't work. They went rotten. Well, actually, no, I got a few, but they were so tiny, it was not, wasn't worth it. Tiny, tiny. Tiny spuds. Tiny. Go on. Alan I just suddenly just lost the will to live then, just for a second. because we were talking about gardening. Neither of us cares. Apples, they've, they've done a study. All of the stories today, I'll be honest, are complete and utter rollocks, but there's uh, a story in one of the papers. Scientists and uh, um, uh, uh, experts. Yeah. Eating an apple a day does not actually keep the doctor away. Well, duh! Uh, but it rhymes, though. But it might stop you going to your pharmacist. <laughs> a US study of nearly 8,500 adults initially found evidence to support the proverb with those who had one small apple a day less likely to visit the doctor several times a year. Well, you know why? No. Yeah. Because if they have one small apple a day, they're probably eating other healthy things. Thank you. However, when adjusted for lifestyle factors, such as how apple eaters were less likely to smoke and were more educated, the University of Michigan... Those guys. Uh, ...found no differences in doctors or hospital attendants. Apple eaters were, however, less likely to use prescription medication. Lead author... Hippies. Lead author Matthew Davis, who, let's be honest, should get a life... Yeah. Uh said, our findings suggest a promotion of apple consumption may have limited benefit in reducing healthcare spending. However, there may be merit to saying an apple a day keeps the pharmacist away. Wow. Jeez, Matthew Davis, that's your life's work is summed up in four paragraphs on um, page 19 of the Daily Mail, underneath the picture of a woman wearing a tie-dye shirt. I would suggest your life has been a failure. Don't say that. I'm going I'm to suggest it. Well, Matthew might take it hard. Yeah, well, I don't know. He may well do. We just don't know. It doesn't go into his personal lifestyle. Hey, do you know what the key to wedded bliss is, anybody? Um, Two tellies. Oh, yeah. explains a lot. Yeah. Honesty and a bit of give and take have long been held as a key to a happy marriage, but there could be another secret, having two televisions. Uh, researchers found that couples also suggest having two cars, two toilets, and at least one night a week away from computers. How about two houses? That might work. We've got, in our house, uh, in our bathroom, uh, we've got two sinks side by side. Oh, wow. That's weird, isn't it? I could never imagine washing next to somebody else. Mm. Some houses have two toilets side by side. That's another thing. Some houses, and here is the new trend, have urinals in. Yeah. 
when I was looking at getting a bathroom done a few years ago, we were in all these poncy bathroom shops. And there was a... I said, what's this? He said, oh, it's a urinal. Why would you have a urinal? I don't live in a pub. I don't live in a public house. You might want that effect. That is weird. That is weird, isn't I mean, it? the whole communal toileting is weird, isn't it? Just have a few moments by yourself. Yeah. It might be useful. Paul McCartney found it handy, didn't he? Paul McCartney. So it turns out Paul McCartney finished a lot of his... Uh, it's in the mirror, page 15, which I think you've got yeah. there. OK. Uh, finished a lot of his uh, hit songs, and hit is the key word there. <laughs> yeah, in the toilet. Beatles' Paul McCartney finished some of his hit songs by going to the toilet for solitude. Well, how many kids did he have? Three, four? All you need is love. Huh. They've, and they've not done the thing there where they've done his top ten Paul McCartney and Beatles songs With about the toilets. From me to Lou. There we go. Yeah. Um... Um, Spend a Penny Lane. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Spend a Penny Lane. What are you doing? I've missed it. We're making Paul McCartney songs into toilet trees. Oh, OK. Spend a Penny Lane. Yeah, that's a good one. Paper, back writer. Toilet paper, back writer. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to do the thing there. OK. Uh, paper back wiper. <laughs> paper backside wiper. There we go. Thank you. You see, that's better. Um, oh, this is a fun and game, isn't it? The Bog Chorus. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, that's, I mean, it's okay. Um, live and let poo. <laughs> no. That's a good one. No. Live and let poo. Fireworks go off. Let it wee. Yay! She's got it. She's got it. She's got it. We're all thinking. Hey, poo. There we go. She's got it. She's got it. That one that he's done recently when we were. No, I'm not. No. When we were poo, but let's let's not talk about poo again because okay. we'll get more complaints from people who say uh, we only ever talk about. Do you know about what? Screw poo. those losers. I don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I've got one, but it's too. It, it's. Okay. Would you say Listen, say it in my ears? Say she... it in my. Oh, we you can't that say that. It was a great pun on a hard day's night. <laughs> <laughs> um, help. Brackets, I'm stuck in the toilet and I can't get out. Yeah. Close brackets. Yeah. Guys, I got it, I got it. Um, let me think of another one. Poos today? <laughs> no. Weast today? No. Um, you're in gonna lose that girl? <laughs> that is a good one. I mean, technically it's not, but thanks for saying it, Kelly. P.S. I love you. Yay! Yay! The P stands for um, P, and the S stands for S. Yay! <laughs> um, this is a really fun game. Obla wee, obla da. Yes, obla da. Obla. <laughs> it's a double one. Um, oh, this is such such good yeah, fun. Yeah, it really is. Um, um, uh, strawberry fields, whoever. No, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I you mean could why do. not? You've you, done the rest. Might as well. Um, might as well have that one. <laughs> Uh, oh, by the way, if you want to play 81333, start your text uh, 3CR or PCR. Uh, 3CR, actually, <laughs> otherwise it won't get to us. Um, um, let's... Uh, maybe I'm amazed at what I've just left in the bowl. <laughs> I don't... I mean, I'm, uh, guys, anything? Anything, guys? <laughs> go, go, what? Eleanor Rigby. There we go. She's got it. She's got it. Stand and deliver! Thank you, Scott. Revolution number two. 
fashion. I spent my cash on looking flash and grabbing your attention. The devil said your stereo and your record collection. The way you look, you'll qualify for next year's old expansion. Submarine, Sharon. Um, oh, it's yellow because it's okay. Well, I mean, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the cameras on the M25 anti-clockwise, and it is looking quite busy now between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 18 for Chorleywood. In Brickettwood on the North Orbiter Road, it's slow around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And elsewhere in Iverheath on Church Road, that's looking fine on Thornbridge Road, but the roadworks could cause some delays later on. Having a look at the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up there at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. I mean, where do we stand on Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Farts Club band? Oh. Is that no? Is that as far away as possible? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got make myself. Six forty-seven. It's uh, Wednesday, the first of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The boss of Bedfordshire-based Whitbread is among over one hundred business leaders. <laughs> who've written an open letter praising... We've literally got nothing today. This is the best we can come up with. Uh, Letter... uh, Thames Valley, please. And Hertfordshire residents are being encouraged to celebrate the 70th anniversary of VE Day next month. Here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Good morning. The wind fell a little bit lighter overnight. It hasn't disappeared completely. It is still fairly breezy. We're still getting 25 mile per hour gusts over in High Wycombe at the moment, but um, it is a lot less ferocious than yesterday. Now, it should be a bright start this morning with some sunny spells, but the clouds are going to move in fairly swiftly as we head further through the morning and into the afternoon. Showers arrive, never going to become more persistent as we head through to this evening. Maximum temperature later, probably getting up to around 11 Celsius. Now, overnight tonight, the outbreaks of rain continue. Some of them quite heavy, persistent, quite a dull night. The minimum temperature down to 5 Celsius, so reasonably mild in the countryside. A little bit milder perhaps in towns and cities. So for tomorrow it's quite a dull, damp start to the day. We'll have some dry spells, but then more outbreaks of rain further through the day. Maximum temperature 11 Celsius. Quick look ahead to Good Friday and it starts off rather wet as we have our next weather system moving in overnight on Thursday. So starting off rather damp and grey and rather gloomy, but then it starts to dry out and the rest of the weekend it does seem to settle down a bit that's your forecast Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip-top etiquette expert William Hansen, who is not a fan of politicians oversharing. Oh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party. We've been in Bedford and Cambridge, and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested method of getting rid of cold callers? You've got to make up a word before you go on the phone, and so you can... I think we, 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 we know what goes on. On there. Right, so, 81333, start your text 3CR, Beatles and Paul McCartney-based uh, songs uh, that are uh, uh, based on going to the toilet. Mm. That's that's literally all we've got today. Because of the reason why, not just gratuitously talking about toilets again, um, is because apparently that's why he finished a lot of his hits. Hits. What do you do on the toilet? Um, uh, who do you look like because of a story yeah. that you think... Is uh, is I, made up? I think possibly it is. It's a, it's, I think this is good. These two guys look alike. Yeah, identical, and I think they might be the same person. They're not. They've got different beards, mate. His no. beard is fuller than his. One's beard. looking straight on. One's looking slightly. One's happy. Side. One's sad. Yeah. Basically, they moved. This fella moved into a street. I've not even read the story. Mm. They moved into a street. It, they say, look, we promise it's not an April Fool. Yeah, well, they would say that. No, they can't say that. Uh, papers? They can't uh, say that if it's not true. OK, go on. So he moves into a street and everyone goes, all right, Steve. He goes, I'm not Steve. Go, no, you're Steve. He goes, I'm not Steve. You I'm Tony. Joker. Steve lives literally around the corner. He looks exactly the same as uh, the, uh, this fella. Yeah. Exactly the same. Now. So who do you look like? Who do you look like? And here's, here's the other one. Page 15 of The Sun. This is a good one. You think this is made up as well? It's not, mate. Nasal nut. <laughs> hmm? Nasal nut. A, mac a macadamia nut lodged in the nostril of a 37-year-old man for 13 years has been removed by docs in California. What have you had stuck inside you? Yeah. My um, nephew, who's now 10, I guess he was s s s s six or seven at six at the time. It's when boys like sticking things in holes. Yeah. Um, he was going deaf. And so, and it's quite, quite common in boys of that age. They get a big build-up of wax in their ears. He, my sister was concerned but not overly worried. Took him to the doctor. They said, oh, probably needs his ears syringed. Big build-up of wax. Went to the hospital to get the uh, stuff syringed. Out popped a raisin and a couple of little beads that you get to make a bracelet. Oh. And my sister said, Dylan, when... when 
When were you making uh, bracelets? So I don't remember. They traced it back. It was three years before. <laughs> He'd had little beads stuck in his ear for three years, and they'd become part of his body. <gasps> they'd been absorbed by his body. Oh, my goodness. What have you had stuck inside you? I'd ask Kelly Betts, but I'm not going to. Uh? A friend of mine's a nurse, and she was bathing a patient oh. and noticed that a very odd smell coming from the patient's face. Aish. Already she, this is the worst story I've ever heard in my life. OK, so she has a look up the patient's nose. Of course. There's something up there. Hey. She gets out the long tweezers. Mm. Yeah. She fishes out, one, a clothes label. What the...? And two, a massive daddy long legs. Yay! I retweeted a video. Uh, is just... there an explanation, or...? Oh, yeah, good, good point. Excellent, thank you. She just liked putting things up her nose. I retweeted a video of a man who had hundreds, hundreds of maggots up his nose. Oh, yeah. Hundreds of ma... Hundreds. Hundreds of maggots up his nose. Disgusting. How many? Hundreds of maggots up his nose. What have you had stuck inside your body? 08459 yeah. five, five, I'd love to be one of those people who... Um, Gets like a, a chisel or something stuck inside his stomach after an operation. Oh, when they leave things in? Yeah, 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 when they leave things in. Yeah. I'd love to be one well, of those guys. We could do that as a sub-clause to the phone-in. What, yeah. what if they left in? Well, no, it's the same thing. What have you had stuck inside your body? Or what if they left in? Well, it's the same... Well, no, it's the same thing. they what... didn't stick it in, they left it in. But it's stuck inside your body. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Yeah. Here's this one. What if you had stuck... Jet in... of wee-wee. Oh, no. Oh, the Weetles. Yeah, the Weetles. What have you stuck in your mouth? Oh, again, let's just turn Kelly's microphone off. Some 47% of children aged 2 to 10 have eaten garden bugs, including caterpillars, Mm. but 71% refuse green veg, a survey has found. It's probably made up. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Good day, bumshine. (laughs) Now, this is a gamble. Do I like this song or not? Let's see. Is this this song about walking in Memphis? No, but it sounds a lot like it. I'm walking in sunshine. This bit. Make my way down. No, don't like that. Yeah. I like this. Now I've been happy lately, thinking about the good things to come. And I believe it could be something good has begun. Oh, I've been smiling lately Dreaming about the world as one And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause out on the edge of darkness There rides a peace train Oh, peace train, take this country Come take me home again Now I've been smiling lately Thinking about the good things to come Something good has begun. Oh, peace train sounding louder. Tonight on the peace train. Come on, the peace train. It's peace train, holy roller. Everyone jump on the peace train. Come on. Good friends too. A car 
So, what have you had stuck inside you? Steady. What have they left inside you? It's the same... No, I think there's a bit more... Who do you look like? Yeah. Uh, and Paul McCartney and Beatles songs, Weetle songs uh, that uh, have got connected connections to a lavatory. 08459 555555. You can text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Oh, and uh, remind... It's you, lady. Uh, remind me, man... Uh, to tell them, boys and girls, uh, about the shows we're doing on Friday and Monday. But later, later, later. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Borehamwood on the A1 southbound, there are queues between the Holiday Inn and Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. Also in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, it's slow around the M25 Junction 21E roundabout and also on the M25 anti-clockwise. It's still busy between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 18 for Chorleywood. A bit further afield on the A1M northbound, there are delays between Junction 16 for Yaxley and 17 for Fletton Parkway because the lorries come off the road there. And looking at the train departure boards, there are no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, top Bedfordshire business leader backing the Tories. New Thames Valley Police Chief starts today and major redevelopment agreed north of Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. The boss of Bedfordshire-based Whitbread is among over 100 top executives who've written an open letter praising Conservative economic policies. They warn that a change in course could threaten jobs and investment. Labour has dismissed the letter as nothing new. Here's the BBC's business editor, Kamal Ahmed. From the chief executive of BP to the man who runs the Prudential, more than 100 company leaders have directly backed what they describe as the Conservative-led government. In a letter to the Daily Telegraph, the business figures argue the present government has supported investment and job creation and that what they describe as a change in course would put the recovery at risk. Ed Miliband, meanwhile, is promising stronger restrictions on zero-hours contracts if Labour wins the election. He says he'll give employees the right to a normal contract after 12 weeks. The new Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire, is backing what he calls local policing as he starts his first day in the job. Francis Habgood has been Deputy Chief Constable since 2008 and says the force will maintain a focus on traditional crimes such as burglary. But he acknowledges there are financial pressures which have led to £58 million of savings in the last four years. A French magazine and a German newspaper say they've seen mobile phone footage taken inside the German wing's aircraft last week, just minutes before it crashed. The French magistrate overseeing the investigation insists that no video has been found from the plane. Councillors are bidding to reassure residents in central Bedfordshire after major redevelopment plans were agreed in principle. These include 4,000 new homes, a new link road from the M1 to the A6 and a rail freight interchange north of Luton. Councillor Nigel Young is in charge of regeneration. Well, we're having to do it, but that isn't to say I don't want to provide homes for our children. Five years ago, there was only 29% support support for house building. That's now doubled to 59% support for house building. We have to build homes for our children and we have to provide jobs for them and this uh, has been going on for a very long time and in our view is the most appropriate location in the sub-region. The first major reform of social care law in England for 60 years, the Care Act, has come into force. For the first time, people needing care will be assessed against a national standard and unpaid carers will be entitled to ask for support from local authorities. Thieves have stolen nearly 30 laptops and tablets after breaking into a school in Bletchley. The burglary happened in the early hours of Sunday morning at Waterhall Primary School in Fern Grove. Harfordshire residents are being encouraged to celebrate the 70th anniversary of VE Day, which which marked the end of World War II. The county council's waiving fees for street parties so people can celebrate on the weekend of the 8th of May. In sport, England drew one all in last night's friendly in Italy with a second-half equaliser from Andros Townsend. The weather dry and bright with sunny spells this morning, cloud and rain spreading from the west this afternoon, a maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. VE Day. Um, so, okay, you can have a street party. It won't cost you a penny. But, 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 uh, yeah. is anybody actually going to throw a street party? Let's take it back a step. Is anybody even bothered by VE Day? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Also, whatever you had stuck inside you, 
Who Do You Look Like? And Paul McCartney Beatles songs, um, uh, he writes on the toilet. So some the newspaper have missed... They normally, with these kind of stories, do... Uh, and here are ten uh, Weetle songs connected to the toilet. And they haven't done that, so I'm asking you to do that. A lot of them on Twitter, at Ian Lee, too rude. Being for the benefit of Mr... I can't read that one. But Smudger, this is great. Live and let diarrhoea... Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? Live and let diarrhea. Lots of people doing let it pee. Spend a penny lane. Um, Alan in Ninslay has gone banned on the runs. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very, very much. Some excellent stuff. With a little help from you, Ben. <laughs> Snuffers, well done. <laughs> Ah, good work. Good work, and, guys. And also, who do you look like? We've got one here oh, yeah. uh, from Wayne. And I think we do need a picture for this. Yeah. Um, he sent a text through. Keep being told I look like Jeremy Kyle. Yeah. Can't uh, see it myself. Well, let's see it. Send us a picture. Yeah. Um, lots of them have got puns on, on, a, on a swear word here that yeah. I can't say. All Things Must Pass, the, the <laughs> album, of course. Thank you. Happiness is a warm seat. Norwegian yeah. wood. Uh, the bog chorus. Um, hey, Pood. Uh, pussy in the sky with diaremans. <laughs> what? No. I wish I. Uh, oh, I can't read that one. I can't read that one, and I can't read that one. I wish I hadn't tweeted it, because that's now the rest of uh, my, my Twitter feed. Any texts, Catherine? Yeah, loads. Oh. Um, again, it's um, of a similar ilk. Okay. I don't want to hold your hand to someone. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's nice. Nice. Um, pipes of pee. Says yep. Dave of Bletchley. Yeah. Uh, don't let we down. Says yep. Ben Sullivan. I mean, uh, there's one that rhymes with Blackbird. Yeah, I know. I, um, uh, the, yes, lots hard, coming one through. One that rhymes with a hard day's night. Yep, 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 Kelly. Yeah. Uh, We've got that Sergeant Pooper's Lonely Farts Club band. I yep. think we might be done. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, could uh, could you oh, get out? And Ebony and Ivor Wee. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it, Just? Uh, there's some good ones there. And uh, to be fair as well, early in the morning, some cracking ones. Yeah. The, the Bog Chorus, that was my personal favourite. That was mine. Someone good. else has copied it. Um, there's just so many of them, aren't there? I'm trying to... Yeah, let's stop, because... Um, let's stop. No, don't stop. No, don't well, stop. I mean, you haven't on. seen how many I can't read. <laughs> there needs to be one of these X-rated podcasts, guys. There's You're just obsessed got to with be. doing an X-rated podcast. But I just think that there's so much great content delivered by the listeners, which sadly we can't either read on air or play on air. People would For love this stuff. Reasons. Catherine, let me run this one past you. Can I say brown submarine? Uh, well, you could, but I don't think it's particularly clever. OK. Dear Pudence? That's quite good. <laughs> OK, thank you very much indeed. Uh, <laughs> Justin, you've got to remember, we're the BBC. We don't yes. do X-rated stuff, because if we do, there is a fawwee, and people get upset and complain to the Daily Mail. Oh, all publicity is good publicity. I've said that well, time and time again. Yeah, yeah you, you, no. you tried telling that to Harold Shipman. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? All right, all right, chill out. Yeah. Oh, dear. Hang on a second. Let me just... Hang on a second. Let me just do uh, a little bit of business because I want to try and find something. Hang on a second. Oh, blimey, what have I done here? I've broken the machine. Oh, what have you pressed now? This. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This Found is it. Okay. <laughs> okay. BBC Three Counties Radio. Two jingles in a row. Well, because uh, I need to tidy up my uh, cart walk, because I was looking for this. Ragging around. This is going to get played a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what does that even mean? Seriously. Ragging around. Ragging is yeah. a very, very old-fashioned, posh phrase, and um, which basically means being a little bit naughty. Would you Ragging like around. 
I love that last week. Ollie Martins, when he came into the studio, oh, he, he started, started reading this script and he was, he was being very, very precise with it. And then suddenly the word ragging came out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't come in with scripts, guys. Anyway. Oh, he's not here, so let's, uh, let's just leave him to... Uh... Ragging around. Thank you. <laughs> now, we spent a good part of last week talking about groups of young men who were taking their bikes off-road onto paths, parks, weaving in and out of pedestrians, and basically behaving like right little so-and-sos in Houghton Regis, Dunstable, and apparently just even along the uh, Luton busway, the Luton yeah. Dunstable busway. I know, we heard some shocking stories. You, of course, as well, last week, before you uh, had a couple of days off ill. Very, uh, very ill. You were a very poorly guy. Very um, so, yeah, we, we heard all sorts of stories. People driving the wrong way around roundabouts. We had one girl who spoke to us live. She came out of Morrison's there in Houghton Regis. And when she came out, this bike hit her vehicle. The person had no oh. helmet on, ended up on the bonnet of her car and then got back on the bike yeah. and, and sped off. Um, also, other people telling the police, we know where these people are. We know where they live. And, again, people telling us that the police did absolutely nothing about these leads. Now, when I, before I went off, the police were saying they weren't going to come on, but you did speak to them on Thursday, is that right? Yeah, I mean, to start with, they said we won't be coming on the programme at all. Yeah, why, uh, why would the police want to come on and address yeah. the public about a situation that is, is annoying, terrifying, and let's be honest, putting mm. people's lives at risk? Absolutely. I mean, some of the stories we heard, we just thought, why would you not want to come on? But eventually, uh, they did. Uh, they came on last Thursday. We spoke to Gavin hughes Rowland who told us, he told the people of Houghton Regis that the plans were in place to tackle this problem with intelligence-led policing. But here was the big thing. They said to us that the problem had got so bad they were actually going to send two specially trained mm -hmm. off-road police motorcyclists. Now, th that was the big thing, because people were saying to us, there's no point in the police if you like chasing these people, because you can't chase a motorbike unless you're on a bike. So we were told that these two bikes were going to Houghton Regis by last weekend, and we were hoping things were going to make a big difference. Well, dearly, you've made the uh, trek to Houghton Regis this morning. You are mm. there now, I believe. Mm -hmm. What's the word on the street? Well, conflicting reports, and I think off the back of this, I think we need to ask uh, the people of Houghton, have you seen these motorbikes? We were assured the by the... The police motorbikes. Yeah, the police motorbikes. We were assured that two of them, and somebody told us, and this hasn't been confirmed, but somebody did say to us there were only three in the whole of Bedfordshire. So Houghton Regis, we believe, have got two of them. Um, have you seen them? Conflicting reports as to whether things have improved. The police said within a week it should have improved. Here's what people had to say. Well, sir, big talking point locally. Um, you heard on our programme the police were sending bikes out. Um, since last week, have things improved at all for you around here? Not at the moment, no. No. Um, it's the same, same as before. Um, uh, the, haven't seen any police and I've just seen the, 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 the three bikes in question again. So you've the seen the bikes which are causing problems, still causing problems in the area, and you haven't seen the police either? No, no. Because you must have thought last week, listening to the police on the programme, that, that things were going to get sorted. Finally, finally do something, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I'm not the only one. I'm quite, I'm quite a chilled out, relaxed person anyway as it is, but um, yeah, I think, I think other people on the road are a lot more, lot more annoyed than myself anyway. Well, somebody else who, who lives in the area, things have got pretty bad down here, haven't they, in the last few months? Yeah, they have, bike-wise they have, yeah. So the police told us last week they were sending out two motorbikes. I'm hoping you're going to tell me that, that you've seen them at some point. No, but I haven't. I haven't, to be honest, no. So <laughs> the problem is it's just as bad? 
Um, not, not as many. All right, mate. <laughs> not as many of them, you're saying now? No, not as many bikes, no. I've only seen one in the past week. How many normally are there? There's usually four or five going around. Right, OK. So you're saying that, that certainly the numbers have, have gone down. Uh, that, that, that could be because they, of course, fear the police are out there. We don't know. But numbers, you're saying, have definitely gone down. Been, the police could have been out and that might have put the numbers down, but... I haven't seen them. Interesting. So it's improving ever so slightly. It has improved, yeah. Right stuff. OK, thanks very much. OK, cheers. OK, well, if uh, mm. you, you live there and you maybe... Could, uh, listen, if you didn't see a bike, then you're going to think that they're not doing anything, but it doesn't necessarily mean that yeah. they weren't out there, does it? So well, if you did see one, 08459 455 555. And that's the thing. Two conflicting reports. One person saying nothing's changed at all. Somebody saying the numbers are down. But what we need to know is, um, are the police sticking to their word? Hopefully somebody's going to come on today and say, yep, I've seen the motorbikes. And, of course, the message was simple. Um, we are going to solve this problem. We are going to catch these people on these bikes. We are going to crush their bikes. Have you seen the police bikes in Houghton Regis in the last week or so? Justin, thank you very much. We'll speak to you a bit later on. Thank you, boss. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. The more sex you have, the more likely you'll have a boy, says Professor Dave... Now, is this made up? Professor David Spiegelhalter. It's a two-page spread. Sex in Britain 2015. Wow, is it actually happening in 2015? Gosh. It's the most in-depth study ever made into what really goes on in Britain's bedrooms. Well, in my bedroom, it's uh, me pushing the cat off the bed, listening to records and uh, wiping the nose of snotty children. And I've got two little girls, so do the maths. Here in part four of the male's... <laughs> I've got two boys, and I can tell you that that headline is wrong. <laughs> In part four of the Mail's fascinating series, a Cambridge professor, that's Professor David Spiegelhold. To be a professor, though, it's not like being a doctor where Spiegelhalter you... Spiegelhalter means mirror holder, doesn't it? Yeah, why not? To be a professor, you just have to be a lecturer to university, don't you? You don't, uh... you don't like, study a doctorate and then you become a doctor. You don't study a professorate and then become a professor. I think you do have to do something. No, I don't think you do. Because I've worked with people who are professors and they're just people. They're just... That was, that was my stomach. They're just people, like you and me. Well, no, not quite. A Cambridge professor explores whether fertility really falls off a cliff once a woman reaches 35, how likely is your contraception will fail, and why, why more boys are born than girls. What if you don't want a baby? Well, uh, uh, put something on the end of it, isn't it? Can... Uh, oh, it's always more likely to be a boy. The figures speak for themselves. There are more boys born compared with the girls. Isn't that because of oestrogen um, uh, in fish? No, the other one. It's because of the pill, isn't it? Isn't it because of the women dr taking the pill and then peeing and then that uh, urine gets into the water chain and then it gets into know. fish and then we eat fish and that's why there are more, there are, there's more testosterone around? It, it may be that there's a, an evolution thing going on because, you know, more women are having babies by different men. Could sneezing stop a pregnancy? No. <laughs> that's the chair. <laughs> I sneeze a lot. I got pregnant twice. I mean, again, maths... When are you sneezing, though, I guess? If it's oh. in someone's face, then, yeah, maybe we'll never get to that point. And it depends what you're sneezing. <laughs> oh, wait, 459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the 
M25 anti-clockwise has been an accident at junction 16 for the M40. It's on the hard shoulder now, so all the lanes are open, but it is causing some delays through there. On the M1 towards London, there it's looking very slow between junction 9 for Redbourne and the A5. And in Mill Hill on Watford Way, that's looking very busy southbound from the apex corner towards Mill Hill Circus. Elsewhere in Milton Keynes, it's not looking too busy on the speed sensors at the moment. There's roadworks at the Kingston roundabout, so expect delays because of those. And on the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Oh. 7.16, it's Wednesday the 1st of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The boss of Bedfordshire-based Whitbread is among over 100 business leaders who've written an open letter praising Conservative economic policies. The new Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police is backing what he calls local policing as he starts his first day in the job. And Hertfordshire residents are being encouraged to celebrate the 70th anniversary of VE Day next month with the County Council waiving fees for street parties. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your pets. Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross and um, it will be epilepsy and even law you still cannot say judge you have to stick to this but the judge's approach now is going to be well why shouldn't we local advice for local people nick coffer weekdays from 12 on bbc three counties radio call 08459 455 555 bbc three counties radio Any Texas, Catherine? Yes, Catherine I bet there Boyle. Are. I bet there are. And has anybody got in touch as well? We'll talk about VE Day in a minute. Has anybody texted to say yes? They are not only having, uh, they're not only celebrating VE Day, uh, but they're going to be having a street party as well. Nothing on that. No. Uh, a couple on ducks uh, and the arrogance of ducks. Oh yeah, go on. I like ducks, especially with pancakes and hoisin sauce. Ooh. Says Matt. I do as I mean, ducks give me indigestion, but they're so tasty. Mm. Really tasty. Oh, they're so tasty. If you're not put off by the greyness, yeah. I mean, they do look like when you get them from the takeaway, they do look like they've been run over. It's great. Well, it's grey and chewy, but it's, it's really delicious. It's just so delicious. And that hoisin sauce. What is oh, in hoisin plum. sauce? Yeah. That's plum. what's in it, plum. Plum? Yeah. Is it plum? Yeah, it's plum sauce. Is it plum sauce? Yeah. Don't taste the plum. Don't look. You don't get brown plums, not round my way. Well, sometimes you do. Depends. Depends whose plums they are. Emma in Hitchin. Isn't it? You're right about ducks being arrogant. Just watch the duck song on YouTube. Proper arrogant. She said it's non-explicit. I will investigate. I know you, the Emma duck Hitchin. song. I know the duck song. Is it terrible or good? Isn't it one of those annoying... Um, it's just Is it not the duck walked into the lemonade shop? Is it that one? I don't know, mate. Because yeah. that's annoying. Yeah. That was arrogant. Yeah. Uh, April Fool's Day, says Helen in Milton Keynes. Oh, Listening to the it. facts from the professor, I thought you may like to know it sounds like a fool story. Have you been fooled? I, d- I hate, with a passion and with a vengeance, April Fool. Yesterday, Dealey's going, we'll, g- we'll get Dealey on later on before it. 
Yeah. Uh, he was going, uh, so what are we doing for April Fool's tomorrow? Nothing. Not doing anything, because it's rubbish. And everyone expects... Oh, BBC Local Radio, those guys are... Well, it turns out that uh, there is a a, uh, um, a donut tree has uh, sprouted up in Milton. <laughs> I've done one in the past. Um, on, on, oh, uh, Kelly. On Stephen Rhodes' programme. Oh, yeah? What, 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 what was that? I rang up and I did a voice. I can think of a few ones there. Eh? I rang up and did a voice. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> pretended to be someone... Nadine Doris? No, I pretended to be someone who had um, a condition called xenophobia, which is um, an aversion to old people. Oh, yeah. People believed it. Is that Stephen Rhodes phoning up to complain? No, that's someone else with xenophobia. Me. True fact. True fact. Now, if you fancy throwing a street party for the VE Day celebrations, which are coming up, and you live in Hertfordshire, you can do so for free. Free. <gasps> the council's waiving fees for street party. How much does a street party normally cost then? I don't know. Do you have to pay for some like insurance or something? Is that what you pay for? I used to live in a street where they throw a street party every year. It was blooming awful. It wasn't every year. It was just the eighties. No, this was like this was like when I was living in North London. It was a closed-off street, uh, and they all threw a street party, and they'd have they'd knock on the door. So, what would you like to do for the street party? Uh, not be there. Oh, wow. So neighbours who liked each other. Shh, what a chore. I hate it. The council's waiving fees for street parties so people can celebrate 70 years since the end of the war in Europe on the weekend of the 8th of May. Uh, Abe Albert Beale is from the Peace Pledge Union, the oldest non-sectarian pacifist organisation in Britain. There's a title, Albert. <laughs> uh, celebrating VE Day, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I really think that... People spend a lot of time looking back on war at the moment, and the government and the military like to encourage that, but for very unpleasant reasons, for, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And I really do think when we look back at war, it shouldn't be in a very celebratory way. I mean, even if we're looking back at the end of a particular phase of fighting, we need to sit in historical context. We, we must be aware that that wasn't the end of the war in Europe. There was much more fighting in Europe and in many other parts of the world. Wars have been going on right through and still are to this day. And it seems to me, looking at it from a pacifist point of view, that if we are looking at warfare, and it's good that people do stop to think about it, we should do so in a way that recognises that warfare is just an outmoded way of trying to solve the world's problems. The fact that you know the human race in the 21st century still thinks that the way to solve problems and difficulties is by mass slaughter. We, we really should, as a species, have grown out of that by now. But, but we haven't, though. And it's, it, you know, no, it's a, ni it's we a nice... It, well, yeah, but you go and tell that to, to IS. It's a nice idea, but it, it, it's never going to happen, is it? Well, it's going to happen if enough people want to make it happen. If we have a military and a government in this country, which at every excuse start waving the flag and saying, oh, well, the army, aren't they great? Well, of course, it, all it does is perpetuate the mentality, which makes people think that killing one another is the way to solve problems. We have to get beyond that. I'm just was, I'm trying to work out how you, you, you suggest we get beyond that. Well, one way we get beyond it is by enough people thinking and saying we should get beyond it. I mean, as, as with most changes in culture, I mean, <clears throat> just think 150 years ago or 200 years ago, if people said, oh, slavery, that's an outmoded thing, we, humanity should have moved beyond that. People would say, oh, don't be silly, we'll never get away from it, until a, until a critical mass of people say something different, and it's the same with other things. Well, when, mean, when, what, when, when do you think we're going to get away from slavery? Well, I, well, indeed, we haven't as yet, but we're, we're certainly, we've got to a situation where... It's just more underground and it's, it's well, more white people. And there's a lot less of it, and it is, when it does surface, it's seen as a bad thing. At the moment, the military is still seen as a good thing. One of the most 
I think one of the most dreadful things about the government's, what the government is doing around VE Day is the fact that the, the way they're pushing out stuff to schools. I mean, the environment department, the, the education department's putting out stuff to schools. I mean, there is a great d- deal of, if you like, militarisation within education at the moment. The sort of propaganda going out to schools from the government is increasing the idea of, of, of going rah, 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 on the military lovely. And that, that, you know, that's exactly the sort of reason why we can't get beyond it. Because Passive, we're, we're inculcating kids with, with ideas but, of militarism. But, 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 but uh, it's it's pretty hard to argue that World War Two, what our role in World War Two, it wasn't a just war. I think it's pretty hard to argue that, that the British role in World War Two actually solved problems. I mean, oh. you know, look, people look back on the Second World War and say, oh, well, you know, we needed to get rid of fascism and racism, anti-Semitism. Those things all still exist in the world. But we needed to we needed to, to stop Hitler slaughtering Jews and gypsies and gays, didn't we? <clears throat> that was never the reason why Britain was involved a lovely in the war. little side lovely little side project though wasn't it look when Britain got involved in the war there was no issue of trying to stop what Hitler was doing with Jews, for instance, and indeed going to war didn't stop Hitler massacring Jews. No, but it was, Millions it, but of Jews it, were killed despite the fact did, we went to war. But ultimately it did stop him slaughtering Jews, didn't well, it? He had pretty much slaughtered most of the Jews that were alive at that time well, to slaughter. Well, I mean, yeah, if you want, yeah, look, if you want to go back in history, if you want to go back in history and say how should we deal with people like Hitler, why not go back just a little bit further and look how in the 1930s British industrialists were arming Hitler when he first came yeah, to I power. Yeah, but, but we have a history of arming the, the people who are our friends and then they turn out to be the bad guys. But you're, are you saying that, we sh- that, that, that World War II wasn't a just war? I'm saying there were far better ways of dealing with people like Hitler. And, and For example? Sh- look, look back at the ways in which dictatorships have ended, <coughs> ended in the world. We should have just let Hitler come century. and take over our country and carry on slaughtering people. No. Then what the- else do you suggest we would have done, Albert? I suggest we should have resisted Hitler by other and more imaginative means than by mass force arms. Look what, happened in East, look what happened in Eastern Europe after the Second World War. Did we go in and send tanks and armies and planes in in order to get rid of oppressive regimes? No, they were overturned from inside by the sort of people power. So what should we have done? Well, so what should we have done to have uh, stopped Hitler um, taking over uh, uh, our country? And um, what should we have done? I'm confused. What we should have done was, before the Second World War, we should have supported the resistance to no, Hitler but rather the Second than World supporting War had sta- Hitler. But, but the Second World War had started, so what should we have done once that well, war had started? When you say the Second World War had started, until Britain got involved with it, then as far as Britain was concerned, the Second World so War So we should have started. just let him carrying on uh, no, taking over not. Europe and then invading us? There are, there are literally hundreds of ways of... Well, give me an example, Albert, because I keep asking you, and you've you, not. You can, you can use all sorts of demonstrations and sabotage. You can, you can mm. blow up factories when there's nobody in them, that people can destroy weapons without having to hurt people in the process. It wouldn't have, that, wouldn't have, that wouldn't have stopped World War Two. That, that wouldn't have stopped if Hitler, it would happened, Albert? If it had happened beforehand in Germany and Britain had supported... If there'd been support from people in Britain from the government rather than just from pacifists who supported those people who were suffering under Hitler, if there was if there was support for the opposition to Hitler rather than arming Hitler, but there then we wasn't. Might not have got to but that there stage. wasn't. We got we got to that stage. Yes, but why why pick on that particular moment? You, if you're saying how would a pacifist solve problems? Well, a pacifist would solve problems by behaving differently in the first place. The problem would evolve differently. And it's, it's not worked. Pacifism hasn't worked, and it won't work, will it? Because it, well, it, it, it's only where it's been tried lately. Well, but but but. You, but you're you're not, trying it, Albert, and it's not working. Pacifism is not doing nothing. It's it's being as as militant and stroppy and doing all sorts of things short of force of arms. What I mean, are you saying that, that people who had mass demonstrations and r- took great risks upon themselves to oppose regimes in, for instance, Eastern Europe, 
um, 30, 40 years ago. Are you saying that people who did that were were not successful in the end? What, what in, in they, like Russia? No. Look at it. Have you seen the state of Russia now? Nothing, it's, Russia, nothing's changed. Russia didn't have that sort of revolution that happened in some parts of Eastern Europe, did it? It didn't have the same and, sort and, of revolution. And how's Eastern Europe doing these days, Albert? Pretty poorly. Well, some parts of Eastern Europe are doing quite well, and certainly they haven't had to slaughter most of their own population in order to solve problems. We need they? to look back at, at World War II, though, don't we? And acknowledge it for what it was. We have to look back at World War II and acknowledge that it was an awful thing to have happened, and we're perpetuating the sort of mentality around the world that encourages it to happen in the future. I, mean, the, the, I think the thing from people who criticise pacifism, you say, what if you did this? Well, if pacifism was more prevalent in the world, it's not a national thing, pacifism. If pacifism was more prevalent, it would be more prevalent in, in the world in general. I mean, if there were more pacifists in Britain in the 1930s, there would have been more pacifists in Germany as well in the 1930s, and the same would have applied from both sides. Albert, really interesting talking to you. Thanks for your time. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Albert, uh, Bill, from the Peace Pledge Union. I kind of consider myself a pacifist. I kind of, I kind of consider myself a pacifist. But he was talking rubbish, wasn't he? Well, Robin Bedford thinks so. We've had a text. Wasn't through. he? I mean, uh, you, uh, uh, listen. I, 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 I hate war. I hate killing people. I, I pray to God I am ne- never forced in a situation where I have to do it. But to argue that World War Two wasn't just—it's the only war I can think of that, that definitely was just. Go on, what was Rory Rob say? Rob said, uh, I'm pretty sure that more than a critical mass of people don't want to be murdered by Islamist nut jobs, but that doesn't seem to stop them, no. says Robin Bedford. Well, what, what um, Albert uh, it appears to be saying is, well, if there are more pacifists in Islamic State, then there wouldn't be Islamic State, but there, but there aren't. It's a nice idea... And I can I I can't think I've got. What do we do? Do we cut them off financially? That'll teach them. We can't do that. Um... Do you know what, Albert? You've given me food for thought, and maybe I'm not a pacifist then because I I disagree with quite a lot of what you were saying. But I'm glad you came on and said it. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 because of an accident earlier. And it's looking slow on the M1 towards London between around Junction 9 for Redbourne. In Harpenden on Luton Road, the drainage works are causing slight delays at Townsend Lane. And in Luton on Pondwicks Road, that's, li- that's closed for roadworks at Crawley Green Road. But the rest of Luton isn't seeming to be affected by it at the moment, looking at the speed sensors. On the trains, the 750 service from Milton Keynes Central to Manchester Piccadilly is delayed. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The boss of Bedfordshire-based Whitbread is among over 100 business leaders who've written an open letter praising conservative economic policies. Andy Harrison is among those warning that a change in course could threaten jobs and investment. Labour has dismissed the letter as nothing new. The new Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police is backing what he calls local policing in Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire as he starts his first day in the job. And Hertfordshire residents are being encouraged to celebrate the 70th anniversary of Day next month with the County Council waiving fees for street parties. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. A one-all draw for England in last night's friendly in Italy, courtesy of a second-half equaliser. Townsend takes it on, shoots right-footed and hits a brilliant goal 
into the back of the Italian net. Andros Townsend caught that beautifully with his right foot from the edge of the area. Buffon didn't have a chance. I think he's one of the best keepers ever played the game, so to, to score past him with your weaker foot uh, is no mean feat. So, yeah, I'm delighted and I think we're pleased with the draw, but I think having got the, the, the equaliser, we could have gone on and won it on another day, but I think it's, it's, a, it's a positive draw. MK Dons manager Carl Robinson says he's gutted to lose midfielder Ben Reeves for the rest of the season. Reeves has been ruled out with a calf injury sustained on international duty with Northern Ireland. Tottenham have completed their final land purchase ahead of their proposed new £400 million stadium. Spurs have been linked with a temporary move to Milton Keynes whilst building work takes place. In rugby, Bedford play the British Army in the Mobs Memorial match tonight at Goldington Road. More from Jeff Doyle. First played in 1921, the Mobs Memorial Game honours Lieutenant Colonel Edgar Mobs, DSO, an England rugby legend and a World War I hero. Formerly competed between the East Midlands and the Barbarians, the game now pits the British Army against Bedford Blues and Northampton Saints on alternate years. The Blues team tonight will feature a number of Blues first team and academy players, plus invitational players from the likes of Saracens, Wasps, Amptill, Hartford and Bishop Stortford. Andy Murray has reached 500 career victories, the British number one beat Kevin Anderson in three sets to reach the quarterfinals of the Miami Open and the New England and Wales Cricket Board chairman Colin Graves is proposing shortening test matches from five days to four. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555 BBC Three Counties Radio So... Uh, Paul McCartney songs based on the toilet. They've all got very vulgar on Twitter now. I mean, like, proper rude. I'm appalled and astounded that Twitter would yield such filth. I am the anus. What? <laughs> Come on, guys. I can't say that on the radio. Well, Janet's going to be furious. Why? Well, she sent us a text and she hadn't heard that and she will have heard that now and so we'll get another one. But she says, I lost three uncles in the war. According to that Albert, they died in vain. Insulting. Oh. Um, well, uh, uh, it was a really interesting... Um, uh, James says, your pacifist contact lives in cloud cuckoo land or has been drinking early doors. I, I really wish we'd got him on with the soldier. I really wish we'd got him on with, uh, you know, someone who's going to be celebrating VE Day because it would have been um, certainly an interesting conversation. Little tip there, guys, setting up the show. Let's try and get people on with alternative views to go on at the same time. I don't know. It's just an idea that I keep saying for the last two and a half years. I don't know. Um, but uh, it was it was interesting. I consider myself a pacifist, but maybe I'm not. If that's um, if that's what it means that you have to deny that World War Two, you know, uh, that we that, well, what were we supposed to do? Uh, I know, build a time machine and go back and um, stop Hitler being born, or go and uh, is that it? Go and bomb all the important factories cleanly without while, anybody while in them. people aren't in them. <sighs> Shouty Chris is on the line. Good morning, Chris. Morning, darling. How are you going? Oh, you get more and more common every single time. And do you know what, girl? I flipping love it. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, right, that man has really got up my nose. Oh, really. go on. We are asking what have you had stuck inside you today, so that's, um, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Albert's, go on. Albert's up my nose. Go on. Um, no, he's so stupid. He blamed the army as well as the government. The army does what they are told. They are ordered. But they also have a changed role. Who was it that went over to Sierra Leone to fight that Ebola outbreak, putting their lives at risk for to save other people? You know what I mean? It's not just a clear case of they go out and shoot people. They're not even allowed to shoot at people unless shot at first these days. And for Isn't that terrible? Have, no, the order is, unless they're shot at, they can't shoot. 
Can I just say, you mentioned the, the, the army going out to, 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 to fight Ebola, and there was that yeah. young military lady who yeah. recently contacted, contracted Ebola, then got cured. And was I the only one thinking, we're seeing more of this woman than we've seen of any other white Ebola victim? The reason? She was hot. She was cute. And you can just imagine all of the, the kind of news people going, oh, at last, we've got a good-looking Ebola victim. We'll use her. And she was on all the time. The, other, the Scottish nurse, who was a bit plain, speaking bluntly, we hardly heard from her once she got cured. But there's a hot lady soldier. She was everywhere. She was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, but, A, soldiers are looked up to as people that are decent, right? And, B... Who would uh, go and put money in to save some plain bird when they can do a, a dolly bird? Do you know what I mean? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. can, I'm let's not just, sure let's, that's part of the thinking. Let's just recap that. Who would put some money in to save a plain bird when they can go and save a dolly bird? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, Shouty. <laughs> yeah, it's true, isn't it? But that man, when he came and said about blowing up buildings, where's the pacifism? He's a terrorist. Uh, no, 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 no. But he didn't want people... That's a great one. He's a terrorist. He didn't want people in those buildings. He wanted to do it after closing hours. Yeah, but some terrorists have done that. Remember when the IRA were active? They used to phone up to get people out of the building because they were about to blow it up. That's terrorism. Shouty Chris, are you going to cop off with any prisoners today? <laughs> no, I'm not. I told you I don't want there no more. Yeah, I know, but I might... still visiting hours. She's not got access. <laughs> no, no, I might cop off with a few traffic warnings. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. All the yes. uniforms. That's Shouty Chris there. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, when people say, oh, yeah, I love a man in uniform. They're never referring to the <laughs> bloke from Safeways or the traffic warden. Permission to speak freely. Go on. I think those um, hunky firemen calendars are very, very misleading. Mm. And I'm not knocking the work that, that our fire uh, staff do. Wonderful, the men and the women. But let's be honest. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> They're all munters, aren't they? aren't they? Oh, no. There are very few uh, firemen that look like Poldark. With their hoses out. They're, yeah, uh, really? it's true. And also, if you put a fire out, you don't grease your body and take your top off to put a fire out. You'd go up like nobody's business. Oh. Sorry? Maybe I should stop. Carl's in Bedford. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, Ian. Are you going to be celebrating VE Day? I think we should celebrate it. I think uh, Albert missed the point where we're celebrating victory, you know, victory in Europe. We're celebrating the end of the war. So actually, you know, we're not saying war's a good thing. We're celebrating its end. And I think he missed the approach about pacifism, you know, about pacifism. We did have a pacifist approach against Hitler. Uh, Neville Chamberlain went over to Munich and signed the appeasement agreement that, you know, don't invade Poland and we'll leave you alone. And Hitler went and invaded Poland. So the pacifist approach didn't work, you know, it, and it doesn't work when you're dealing with nutters. Uh, you, <coughs> excuse me. We're laughing, Carl, but I think it's because there's an element of truth in there. You, you're right. Yeah, exactly. when, when you're dealing with, with, with uh, fruitcakes, and um, I don't think it would be too far-fetched to suggest that some of the people higher up in IS are nut jobs. pacifism doesn't work. Exactly. It, it only works to a degree, and I said, and it depends on who you're dealing with in terms of, you know, that response. And as I said, in that case, it didn't work, you know, and it was a just war, you know, to prevent him and spreading his ideology that was, was crooked. Carl, thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Any texts? Yeah, and oh. we've also got some tweets. Oh, yeah. Um, about uh, ducks attractive or arrogant. Um, David says, swans are horrible. They have such attitude problems for such beautiful animals. No idea why they have such a 
cob on. I don't know whether he knows he's done a joke there, but it's a very clever joke. What joke has he done? Well, isn't a female swan a cob? No, it's a lady duck. It's a no, a swan. Well then, um, that's a. Uh, and then no, cobs and pens. Swans, swan, uh, swans are girls and geese are men. Oh. And uh, they get married and they have babies. Well, who's the gander? Ryan Gosling's. Ah. Uh? Ah. Uh? Mm? Mm. I'll go and have a little gander at their Ryan Gosling's. An adult male swan is a cob. Yeah. Why have they got a cob on? Yeah, it's a goose. Uh, Paul it's... said, I'm rather partial to a duck. The most attractive of the pond fraternity, I would suggest. The bubble wrap on the car at Longleat is an April Fool's. Is there a bubble wrap on the car at Longleat? It's in April the paper? Fool's. Mm, cunning. The generation who will never make a daisy change. You know why? Because they're boring. No, they're not. They're fun, but you need nails. No, mate, they're boring. Oh, they're so much fun. They're not. They're rubbish. You can make long, long make... daisy trades. You can make a. You can make a bracelet. You can get make an crown. Xbox I like to game. Make it right, put it shut up. Get an Xbox game that allows you to make a daisy chain. Then, then I'll be interested. And fire lasers while you travel through time. Then I'll be interested. Playing in the mud. Making daisy chains and climbing trees are simple pleasures that are defined... This is one of those things where they go, we haven't got any stories for the newspapers. Can we make up a list of things? I can't hear because uh, I'm going to talk from it. Well, can we make up a list of things that people haven't done? Is that better? Don't. Don't, because you're not in the mood, I'm not in the mood either. So don't. Uh, but such youthful pursuits appear to be dying out as an increasing number of children play computer games instead. Yeah, because they're more fun. They're more fun. And also, this list, I think, is inaccurate. Researchers say dozens of outdoor activities that were almost universally enjoyed a generation ago are falling out of favour. Then they have the list... Now, most of this list we were doing um, on Monday. Find frogs' porn. Where do frogs keep their porn? I just don't know. Um, where, do you, where do you even get frogs' porn these days? Ponds, I suppose. Uh, plant seeds. My boys do that all the time. Even though I despise gardening, my po uh, boys are constantly doing that. Pond dipping. I don't know what that is. Have a conquer fight. These, people do these things, don't they? People still do these things. Search for insects. I had to search for the flipping stick insects the other day when I was changing their uh, uh, their sticks. Go blackberry picking, do that. Look for birds, do that. Paddle in the sea, stream or river. Was doing that. We were doing that on Monday, Dennis. I bet you were. Yes, this is a mate. My, my boy had his first ever wee in a stream the other day. He weed in a stream. He weed in a stream and he he, he he felt naughty and he loved it. I'll bet he did, yes. Why not? These are all things they've got to learn, haven't they? Go on bike rides. Here's the thing, Dennis. Yeah. My boy, last night, he was uh, he was out with his mum and they came back, they were knocking on the door and I was trying to watch a film. I went and opened the door. He said, Daddy, come and watch this. He rode his bike up the street for the first time. Good for him. Good for yeah. him. Good for him, yeah. What you got for us, Dem? It's this business of uh, VE Day. Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed it because it happened when I was young enough to enjoy it. You were 40 years old when it happened. No, I wasn't. No, I 50? wasn't. 50? Was, I was 19, I think. Yes. And I was working in a little factory just outside Manchester where we made um, um, all sorts of stuff for the army. Oh, yeah. 
and it, they just said, it's it, it's it, this is it, this is it. And so we, and now one gets K-Lide. It was even better for VJ Day, because I was cycling around the country, and I was down near Warwick, sorry, down near uh, Watford, and a American army lorry passed, said, war over, Jap surrender. I couldn't get back to Manchester quick enough. On your bicycle? Yeah, I, what I did, I slung it on a train, and we, we dropped off at Stockport. So, OK, so VE Day, were you, were you actually... Because I, I... Listen, my knowledge of World War Two is very poor. Were you, were you aware that it was coming, and it was just a matter oh, of... Oh, yes, yes, we knew it was coming. And as for this idiot who says, bomb the Germans' factories as long as there's nobody in it, what would Hitler do? Do you stand by and let him do it? Man's crackers. He's absolutely bonkers. Were there people um, kind of just uh, drinking and rutting in the streets on VE Day? Was it was it that kind of mass celebration? Not about rutting in the streets because we ought to have that sort of party again if necessary. Foire, eh, Dennis? Foire. And as for as for um, people getting less sex and not, lots more sons, I must have been doing well because most we had a hell of a job to get grandchildren. Dennis, thank you very much indeed. I don't think you actually technically have to do anything to get grandchildren. That's kind of it's kind of out of your hands then. Splash in puddles. We always go splashing in puddles. You tell my boys not to splash. We go puddling. If it's raining, we go puddling. We live in a great street for puddling, i.e. there's loads of potholes. So we're constantly doing it. Climb a tree, play in the forest, walk through squelchy mud. Ah, man. If you're not letting your kids do this, then you are slackers. Slackers. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking very slow between Junction 21 for the M1 and 18 for Chorleywood. In Chesson, the A10 southbound's looking very busy between Turnford and the M25. And also in Borehamwood on the A1 southbound, there are queues building up between the Holiday Inn and the Stirling Corner. In the Markgate on the A5 southbound, that's looking very busy from Lynch Hill towards the M1 at Junction 9 for Redbourne, but it's not looking too bad through that stretch of the M1. And in Milton Keynes on Standing Way, things aren't looking too bad around the roadworks at the Kingston roundabout, but expect delays as it does start to get busier. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. 7.45, Wednesday the 1st of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The boss of Bedfordshire-based Whitbread is among over 100 business leaders who've written an open letter praising Conservative economic uh, policies. The new Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police is backing what he calls local policing as he starts his first day in the job. And Hertfordshire residents are being encouraged to celebrate the 70th anniversary of VE Day next month with the County Council waiving fees for street parties. Here's the weather with Kate. Hearts and Bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a little less windy than it was yesterday morning, but it is still quite breezy. Still some quite significant gusts expected, uh, but it is a little bit calmer. We have got a bright start this morning, some sunshine at first, but the cloud will start to thicken as we head further through the day, and with it, the introduction of some showers arriving as well through the afternoon. They're going to become more persistent towards this evening. Maximum temperature today, 11 Celsius. Rain overnight tonight, minimum temperature down to 5 Celsius, so a dull start tomorrow. Some drier spells through tomorrow. 
tomorrow, but again, the rain comes back again for Thursday night. The, min the maximum tomorrow up to 11 Celsius. Quick look ahead to Good Friday. That rain I was talking about overnight Thursday just starts to affect Friday morning. So it's a wet start, but it will become drier later on in the day. And that's the story for the bank holiday weekend. For Saturday and Sunday, things calm down a little. The wind falls out. We've got a drier, brighter day with even some sunny spells for Saturday. And that's your forecast. Listen up, people of the UK. This is the live final where four will become one and only one winner. It's the voice. So here. You absolutely killed that. Bam. It knocked me out. Yeah. 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 It's Sasha, Emmanuel, Lucy, Stevie. Off the scale. The final of The Voice, Saturday night at 7 on is, BBC One and BBC One HD. Is that still going? The Voice flipping heck. 08459 455 555. Now, the new Care Act comes into effect today, uh, but people who work in the adult care sector are struggling to work out what it will mean. It puts into law the option of deferring your care costs by using the value of your home to fund your care without having to sell it. You with me so far? Good. So rather than selling your home to pay for your care, the costs could be or would be recouped by the council from the sale of your home when you die. But all the local councils we spoke to already do this. The difference is the councils will now be charging interest on new deferred uh, payments. Let's try and clear this up. Colette McKeveney from Age UK and Luton. Morning, Colette. Morning, when uh, my mum... <laughs> I know, isn't it complicated? When my mum went into a care home, we weren't presented with the option of deferring the payment. So I'm confused by it when it says that, that councils are already doing this. Quite a few of them are. I mean, I don't think it's presented as an option to everybody in the past. Um, however, it's existed with many councils for many years. I know in Luton, for many, many years now, people have been able to do this. So, uh, so what are the what are the key changes, Colette? Because I'm scratching my head. Okay, I mean, to be honest, Ian, you're, you're not alone. Most of the country are scratching their head a little bit. Um, I suppose what's dramatic is the National Assistance Act that you'll have learnt about at school when you're a kiddie um, underpinned the NHS and social care in in, in Britain, in England, and Wales. And, and, and Britain generally. Um, what's happened is that this Act reviews that National Assistance Act, and in a way, it's changed many of the basic things that were in there, in that, uh, you know, sort of duties of and expectations are going to be approached in a different way. What's going to happen now is, in essence, that, um, if I'm confused, bear with me, um, what's going to happen now is that basically we've, we've sort of pulled away lots of those basic ideas and we've said, we're going to do it differently. What we haven't done is we haven't spelt out really, really, really clearly how we're going to do it. Oh. So, confused? Yeah. You've got a right to be. I, don't, I mean, is this going to... OK, so the, 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 you'll be able to defer payment on... Uh, defer selling your house, if, if, but interest will be charged on that. Will this have any impact on if you are a carer for someone at home? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, again, it could do. I mean, that, that's one. But that is one actual aspect of it: the selling the home. Mm. And in fact, that might be a real benefit to some people um, who don't want to sell the family home, or they're not sure if they're going to stop in care or they're going to come back out again. And there are certain conditions where selling your home feels very much a big deal. It's the end of the line. It's something people have worked for. It's it's a really um, dramatic thing to happen to somebody. And so, yeah, I mean, there is the potential for that home not to be sold. But at the moment, for example, if there is a carer living with you. 
um, they're, they're un- council's unlikely to make you sell the home over that carer's head. They haven't got a right to do that. Mm. But, but if, for example, it's your son or daughter who, who stands to inherit the house when you pass away, um, obviously, if that money goes to pay for care home fees, clearly then um, you can't have that house in the future. You know, you can have what's left from the balance. But there are some differences, for example, in um, how you might not just fund care, but, you know, one of, the, one of the good things from the Act is the concept of a cap on care, if we know where that's going to end. I mean, in the past, you could sell your house and get down to your last £23,000 and um, literally have everything that's gone before you qualify for assistance. If the new cap is set much higher, then obviously that could be good news to a lot of people, you know, who want to pass a little bit on into the mm. future or whatever else. Oh, I, I looked at my mum's bank account yesterday. We're mm. very, very close to the 23500 yes. And this is the thing, and you know, I mean, it, and it is quite frightening for people. You know, they have worked hard, and you know, sort of. I think nobody's really sort of going to say that we figured out how to sort of fund long-term care in care homes. Well, th- th- this act, though, focuses on trying to keep people in the community more. So, I mean, again, there's a quite a lot about the services and the support that people should be getting in the community. And, you know, this concept of you've got a right to be assessed by your local authority, you've got a right to advice and information if you're self-funding your care. And, um, you know, my, my concern would be really that councils have got enough money to do it because across, you know, across the board we're, we're seeing cuts in austerity and we're seeing um, still the impact in small care packages. So it seems to me like it's a big ask on a small envelope of money. Uh, it's confusing, it's complicated, and uh, obviously, you know, if, if your, uh, your family is just starting to look at this stuff, it's also a very ex- upsetting time. Where's the best place for people to go to get advice? OK, if you live in Luton, Age Concern Luton's always a good place to start. Um, there are council websites around the three counties. There is um, government information available, and you will find, I think, that over the next few months, as information starts to firm up a bit, people will start to find lots of the charities, lots of the social care organisations, um, even independent care providers, starting to give you a bit more of an idea of how it's going to look in reality. Colette, always good to talk to you. Thanks for clearing some of that up. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Nice to talk to you. Thank you very much, Colette McKeveney. <laughs>
What have you got? I'm confused again. Yeah, well, go on. Tell me why. On this care package and the new the new legislation that's coming in. Yes. When my mother-in-law was was ill, it was the family that rallied round to keep her in her home. Yeah. So I can't understand where this cost is going to come to charge against her house, because the only reason that there's any charge on care is when the family can no no longer cope to look after them because it's 24-hour care yeah. and they have to go into a home themselves. Yeah. So when they go into a home, there's a charge in the house. Now, what confuses me again is why does the government always pick on people that have actually saved hard, worked hard to provide a house for themselves and their, their children, if you like, and where's the charge on those that don't own an house? Here's, do you know what, Pat? This is the, this is the odd thing, and I, I, I've pondered this a, a lot over the last seven or eight years when my mum's been in the care home. She paid off her mortgage. She'd saved up a lot of money. She's getting exactly the same treatment as somebody who hadn't paid off their mortgage and had, had, had spent, didn't have any money in the bank. She's getting exactly the same treatment, except she's paying 1,300 quid a week for it, and the other person is paying nothing for it. So... Um, yeah, well, I think if you've got a few quid in the bank, you should contribute towards it. It just seems odd that you can work and save all your life, mm. and then it, it goes in five, six years. Well, you could actually, uh, you know, just uh, be in a council property, say, die, but you have a nice car, you might have nice furniture, you might have nice possessions. Why isn't the government saying, well, we're going to take them off you against the, ch the care you're going to have then? Why are you picking on people that own their own house? I suppose the thing is, um, it is it already costs a fortune for the government, and it's going to cost. It's only going to get worse and worse as we live longer and longer. Uh, they've got to try and recoup some of the costs from somewhere, haven't they? Well, they have, but they've got to be fair about doing it as well at the same time. And when you get, you know, our last prime minister turning around and saying, "We, you know, people that work hard will be well rewarded," that isn't true. Pat, thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double. Oh blimey, how did that go? Where did that? Well, we're going to have that again. That would be outrageous. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. You can send us a text eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 after an accident happened earlier on. It is on the hard shoulder, but there's just causing leftover delays. On the M M1 southbound, it's looking very slow between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport and 9 for Redbourne, and it's also looking really slow on the approach from the A5 southbound from Lynch Hill towards the M1. On the A1M southbound, that's looking very busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage on the speed sensors. And in Hartford on Gascoigne Way, that's looking slow around the Ware Street Junction, Ware Road Junction at 4th Street. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
local across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, top bosses back the Tories as Labour focus on zero-hours contracts. New Thames Valley Police Chief starts today and Bed's rail freight terminal would be in addition to controversial Hertfordshire scheme. BBC Three Counties Radio. The boss of Bedfordshire-based Whitbread is among over 100 top executives who have written an open letter praising Conservative economic policies. Andy Harrison is among those warning that a change in course could threaten jobs and investment. Labour has dismissed the letter as nothing new. Ed Miliband, meanwhile, is setting out plans to give employees on zero-hours contracts the legal right to a regular contract after 12 weeks, rather than Labour's current policy of 12 months. Mr Miliband says zero-hours contracts have become symbolic of a failing economy. We've seen an epidemic of zero-hours contracts in our country and we've got to act against them. The trouble is, for some businesses, this has become the primary way that they employ people. I don't think it's the right way forward for our country. The new Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire, is backing what he calls local policing as he starts his first day in the job. Francis Habgood has been Deputy Chief Constable since 2008 and says the force will maintain a focus on traditional crimes, such as burglary. But he acknowledges there are financial pressures which have led to £58 million of savings in the last four years. A French magazine and a German newspaper say they've seen mobile phone footage taken inside the German wing's aircraft last week, just minutes before it crashed. The French magistrate overseeing the investigation insists that no video has been found from the plane. Plans for a new rail freight terminal in Bedfordshire can work in tandem with controversial plans for Hertfordshire, according to councillors. An interchange north of Luton is part of a major redevelopment agreed by Central Bedfordshire Council. Councillor Nigel Young says it wouldn't be instead of a terminal planned for St Albans and Radlett, which has provoked huge opposition. We want a rail freight terminal in uh, in Sunderland, in Central Bedfordshire, because we recognise the need for all the jobs. It's smaller than the one that's been proposed in Radlett. It's, uh, it's essentially a rail freight terminal that will serve north of the M25, where Radlett proposes to serve, as I understand it, into London. Major changes affecting the way elderly and disabled people are cared for are coming into force. For the first time, people needing care will be assessed against a national standard. Councils will also have to offer a loan to people who don't want to sell their house when going into residential care. Hertfordshire residents are being encouraged to celebrate the 70th anniversary of VE Day, which marked the end of World War II. The county council's waiving fees for street parties so people can celebrate on the weekend of the 8th of May. In sport, England drew one all in last night's friendly in Italy with a second half equaliser from Andros Townsend. Here's captain Wayne Rooney. Yeah, it was a great goal, I think, um, on his weaker foot as well. So Andros is capable of things like that. Um, he's an impact player and he's come on and, and got us a, a draw today. So um, I think it was a great goal and, you know, we know we can do that. The weather dry and bright with sunny spells this morning. Cloud and rain spreading from the west during this afternoon. A maximum temperature 10 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. So, VE Day. Paul McCartney on the toilet. What have you had inside you? Steady. Oh, and 
other bits and pieces. 08459 555555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Have we got any Texas? Let's have a look. Let's have a little look. Uh, Steve says, this makes me so angry. You spend your whole life providing for yourself and your family, and oh, then yeah. when you get old, there seems to be this perception you should be able to just rely on the government. If you have a house or any wealth, that should be used to take care of you. Sure, it, of course it should. The counter-argument seems to be rooted in a sense of entitlement for inheritances, says Steve. Uh, I think if you've got the money, you should contribute to it, but, but 1,300 quid a week, 600 quid a week, 800 quid a week, that's what people are paying. Does that, does that seem fair just because you've got old or just because you can't walk or just because you're, in, you know, you're incontinent and you can't feed yourself? Does that seem fair? There also will be people listening to this who think, do you know what, I'm just going to spend it all up and live my life the way I feel well, because I wish there's my no mom, point having savings. I wish my mum had done that. I wish she hadn't bothered paying off the mortgage and I wish she'd spent all the money that she'd saved because, um, well, she would be in exactly the the same position she's in now. Yeah. You can see where people um, come a cropper. But I do think, I, I, I don't think it's a complete entitlement. I do think that she should contribute towards uh, uh, her, her care. Of course she should. But but uh, uh, the rate of 1,300 quid a week, she's lost all of her savings in her house in six years. I, is that fair? I don't know. Dave says, have you worked and paid taxes all your work in life? Want to leave your house to your family to make their lives a bit better? Stuff that. Bang out a load of kids, eat yourself to a standstill and live in a council house. Worried about my old age? Why should I not? My, it's not my problem. Well, then I, I, mean, I don't know. So now we're turning on, we're, we're turning against each other. That's what they want. They want us to be fighting each other, so we don't notice the real story, which is the VIP paedophile scandal. Uh, Justin, Giza, Giza, how are you, boss? I'm all right. I'm fading. I'm fading what? rapidly, deals. I'm fading. You sound good this morning. Oh, you sound a good fun. I need to go and go to bed now. Listen, yeah. off-road bikes. I'm listening. We spent a good part of last week talking about groups of young men taking their bikes off. And it is young men. It's not It's not women, is it? No, it's not women. No, definitely not women. Um, certainly the reports that we've heard, uh, it could be young kids. It could even be young adults as well. well a mixture of the two. Men in their 30s as well. Yeah, mm. basically. But off-road bikes and, and quad bikes and things. Um, uh, driving like idiots in House and Regis, Dunstable, and even along the Luton-Dunstable busway. Loads of calls on this. Eventually, uh, after days of haranguing, the police came on to tell us, uh, well, why, why uh, you, dear listener, thought they didn't give a monkeys. Justin, you were covering for me last week. Thank mm. you. Right. You're in Houghton Regis this morning. Uh, what were people saying last week and what were the police going to do about it? Well, people were just saying it was an absolute nightmare. I mean, it started last Monday. You started receiving calls about this. Um, people saying to us that the people were on the roads there using these bikes, no insurance, no number plates, no helmets. And, of course, then it went into the fields as well. So well, one or two helmets that were on the bike. I think, but yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, people on these bikes uh, just tearing up local greens and, and just causing chaos. One story which sticks out in my mind was this young girl who was 20 years old. Um, she was doing her shopping in Morrison. She came out of the roundabout there and a bike hit her vehicle. The person on that bike, again, no helmet, ended up on the bonnet of her car. Thankfully, for him anyway, he managed to get off, get back on the bike and he sped off. So um, these reports have been coming in now for, for quite some time. Lots of 
them came in. The police said at first, no, we're not going to come on your programme, uh, not this week or ever. Uh, then there was a change of hearts. Uh, Gavin Hughes-Roland from Bedfordshire Police, he joined us on the programme. He said, look, we are going to deal with this. Intelligent-led policing. And what we're going to do is we're going to send out two police motorbikes. This is what the people of Houghton Regis wanted so they could Street catch them. Talk. So they could catch chips. them. They wanted chips. <laughs> catch them and crush the bikes. Yeah. That's what they said to us last week. I wonder I wonder how many they caught and how many bikes were crushed. Well, well, I've been back in Houghton Regis this morning. The police said to us that there would be an improvement with these bikes. Uh, again, mixed views from people in Houghton Regis in the last 30 minutes. Here's what people had to say. Well, sir, in the last week, have things improved at all? Um, a, are the bikes still here? And B, have you seen the police motorbikes? I haven't seen the police motorbikes and not really, no, they haven't improved at all. So when was the last time you saw the bikes up this road then? I'll probably say Sunday, I'd say. Okay. That's when we thought the police were going to be out with the two bikes. So you saw them. How bad was it at the weekend? Were they causing, as some people describe it locally, as, as chaos again? I'd say chaos, yeah. Going up and down, up and down, dog kennel again, yeah. So nothing's changed? Not really, no. <laughs> You're laughing about it, but, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but do you think the police are going to get this problem solved? They say to us that they're sending two bikes out, that they're on it, and hopefully things will improve. Do you believe that at all? No, not at the minute, I don't, no. Not unless they block both entrances, that one and that one. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed at all in the last week. No, nah, I wouldn't think so. No. So very simply, madam, uh, in the last week, as somebody who's who's phoned our program about this concern, have things improved? Are you hearing and seeing less motorbikes in the area now? I'm hearing and seeing less motorbikes in the area, but I don't know the real reason for that. So what do you think the reason could be? Um, I think they could be laying low because of all the attention that they've been getting lately for from the uh, press, from yeah. the media. Um, I don't know if there is a police um, increased police presence. I haven't seen it. Have you seen these bikes then? No, haven't seen any bikes. Okay, doesn't necessarily mean they're not out there, no, but certainly no. nobody's seen them. So, so how many times have you seen the the kids on the bikes here in the last week then? Twice. And in a normal week? Oh, I'd see them every day. Ah, right. So things have definitely improved. Yes, they've improved in that sense. But like I say, I don't know the re the reason mm. behind that. It could pick up again in a couple of weeks' time once the publicity's died down. Yes. You just never know, do you? I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that, obviously, um, people have been arrested or bikes have been crushed or mm -hmm. for whatever reason they aren't here. But... Um, my gut instincts tells me they're just lying low till okay. things die down. Let's see how it goes. We'll uh, stay on top of it. Thanks for your time. That's all right. So did anybody that you've spoken to, and it doesn't mm. mean it didn't happen, but did yeah. anybody you've spoken to see the police bikes? No. Again, we shall put it back out there this morning, exactly what you're saying. It doesn't mean just because people haven't seen them that they're not in the area, but certainly everyone that I've spoken to this morning in Houghton Regis hasn't seen these police bikes. The powers that be from Bedfordshire Police assured us that, that two of them would be in the local area trying to tackle this problem. If anybody has seen these police bikes, and, and let's be fair this morning, but let's not sit here and say the police aren't doing their job. No. Um, if you have seen these police bikes, we were assured they, they would be in the local area. If you've seen them, please tell us. Ever made a daisy chain, Justin? Uh, yes, many years ago. They're rubbish, aren't they? Well, just pointless, really. Listen to this. Tell me, the, 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 this is the list of things that kids apparently don't do anymore. Mm -hmm. But I did most of these the other day with my boys. <laughs> Find frogs' porn. Yep. I don't know where frogs keep their porn. Yep. Go. 
<laughs> I mean, come on. Go crabbing. Oh, yes. No, what? Boring, come on. Yeah, boring. Build a den from sticks and branches. No, you build dens from, like, um, uh, sheets and blankets and pillows Guys, and things. Come on. Plant seeds, boring. Yeah, yeah. Play poo sticks, dull. Mm-hmm. Camp outside. Ugh. Rubbish. Fly a kite. Conquer fight. Conquers are good. Yes, yes. Sometimes that would uh, get slightly out of hand, a conquer oh. fight. What, in what way? Well, it'd get a bit nasty. Really? Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I used to, I used to get sticker books for the uh, the football albums, which was great fun. Panini. Panini stickers, and I used to go and buy seven-inch vinyl. I had a great childhood. This stuff sounds rubbish. It this sounds boring. Number twenty. I bet this is right up your street. Look for birds. <laughs> yes. I was always looking for birds. I think when I was five years old, I think there wasn't one girl in the class that I hadn't kissed. Good times. <laughs> uh, climb a tree. Boring. Yeah, it, all this nature stuff is boring. That's why we invented computers. Mm-hmm. Play in a wood, walk through mud, build a snowman. I feel sorry for these kids. Splashing puddles. That's seriously what kids should be doing. This is what it, the, uh, yeah. the A to said, the creme de la creme. The creme de la creme. Nonsense. The CDLC. Have you been talking about uh, ducks this morning, being arrogant? Yes, we have mentioned the arrogance of ducks. Yes, we, yes, we have. Arrogant ducks. Swans are even worse. Swans are uh, nasty pieces of work. They aren't are. They? They're vicious. And you know what? You know what I don't like about swans. Okay. Go on. They know they're beautiful. They know they are stunning. Yeah. So they just take the Mickey. Yeah. But they've tried to attack my mum's dog a few times. He was just, you know, ben, minding his, his own name business. Bentley? No, no, Bailey. 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 Sorry, yes. Bailey was minding his own business. These swans, they are arrogant. They may look great, but that doesn't give them the right to be arrogant. No. Justin, thanks for your insight there. Thanks, boss. Much appreciated. Cheers. Cheers. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, Dave. Hello. What you got for us, Dave? Yeah, um, regarding motorbikes. Yes. Yeah, um, I've witnessed that the police are not doing nothing about it at all. You've witnessed that they're not doing nothing about it at all? Yes. What, what, what have you seen or not seen? Well, I was in traffic in Hatton Regis last week. Yeah. Um, there's a police car in front of me. One of these motorcycles coming the other direction. The police just looked at the vehicle and carried on. I pulled up next to the Martin for why they didn't um, give chase or nothing. And their explanation was that they're not allowed to give chase. Now, we've heard this before. Why did they say they weren't allowed to give chase? Sorry? Why, why, why did they say they weren't allowed to give chase? They tried to say this because there was police community support officers. Oh, right, all right, OK. But yeah. if they're good enough to drive around in a police car and imitate the police, they're good enough to give chase. Yeah. Well, they're going, they're going to... Um, they, they've bought some motorbikes, Dave, so they can chase them on motorbikes now. Yeah, but they can't ride them bikes, you know. I've seen them myself. The, the police on them bikes, you might as well just give it to two children. Oh. Do they not get proper training and stuff? Yeah, but against the people on these motorbikes, and yeah. that, you know, they're given training for road conditions, etc. But these people ride it off-road, on-road. You know, they're ruthless. I don't care where they ride it. So if they're going to get given chase by the police, they're going to ride it in all sorts of manners. Dave, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455. 555 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Let's get the travel. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the A1M southbound between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage and it's also looking quite slow on the M1 southbound round Junction 9 for Redbourne and on the approach from the A5 as well. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's heavy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 and it's also slow around the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. Looking at the speed sensors in Watford and Exchange Road is slow around Upton Road and on the train departure boards the 824 service from Luton to Bedford has been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Wednesday the 1st of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The boss of Bedfordshire-based Whitbread is among over 100 business leaders who've written an open letter praising conservative economic policies. The new chief constable of Thames Valley Police is backing what he calls local policing as he starts his first day in the job. And Hertfordshire residents are being encouraged to celebrate the 70th anniversary of VE Day next month with the County Council waiving fees BBC for street parties. Three counties Radio. Morning, love. Good morning. What's on your show today? Teachers. Oh, hello. Today yes, on the go big on. Phone. And yes. I'm going to be asking, do you feel sorry for today's teachers? Have you seen the front page of The Independent today? No. More than 40% of new teachers quit their job and leave the profession within the first 12 months of their contract. Oh. Pretty shocking statistic, yes. eh? According to the Association of Teachers and Lecturers, the number of people quitting within 12 months has tripled in the last six years. Union leaders argue this is because teachers simply have to deal with too much bureaucracy and too much work. Mm. Well, from nine this morning, very much want to hear your thoughts. Of course, it's uh, quite an apt time to talk about teachers because many teachers will be off on their Easter holidays mm. at the moment. So I really want to hear your view, your reaction. Do you feel sorry for today's teachers? Do you think they have to work too hard? Do you think uh, the job is just becoming impossible? Is that why so many teachers are now quitting within the first 12 months? 08459 455 555. I'd like to hear your views and your experiences from Nine. Easter weekend should mean having a break and spending time with the family. Not for Three Counties Sport. And Alex Lawless has fired Luton Town in front with just 40 seconds gone. We'll be spending our weekend with all our local teams. Starting on Friday. We're live from two as Luton, Stevenage and Wickham are all in action. It's dropped into the net and Stevenage have taken the lead. Goal! Wickham Rogers have opened the scoring. Poor defended by Duggan and Redbridge. Then in the evening, Watford travelled to promotion-chasing Derby. And Watford double their lead and they have the three points here! You can hear all four games with Three Counties Sport. Friday from 2, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Jeff uh, makes an appropriate point there on uh, Twitter. That list of kids' things... Re, what kids should be doing? What about pretending to go sledging like Paul Scoynes? Yes. And Joe says, the list Ian read out sounds like it came straight out from, of an Enid Blyton book. Are they recruiting for the famous five? We'll go back to that list and find out exactly where it came from in a bit. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, Victory in Europe Day takes place on the 8th of May. What are you doing to celebrate? Huh? And people in Hertfordshire are being encouraged to throw street parties over that weekend, with the council even waiving the street party fee. But do people really care? 
Or is it perfectly valid to want to celebrate 70 years since the end of the war? Well, Mark Collins is a manager from the Royal British Legion covering beds, hearts and bucks. Morning, Mark. Good morning, Ian. Why should people be bothered celebrating VE Day? It's an important part of our history. Um, it's modern history. We still have veterans uh, alive from that period and we should be celebrating and commemorating their achievements. Why? Well, from a, uh, a national perspective, their efforts led to peace in Europe is, is one area that uh, springs immediately to mind. Um, I think it's also important that we remember just how much sacrifice individuals gave and that there's individuals now out there need to um, we need to celebrate their achievements is cel- while, while it, well, you know no one is denying it should be uh, remembered uh, is celebrating the right way to go because you know an awful lot of young people well people of all ages died celebrations is that the right way to do it i think there's there's two pieces to this and over the weekend of the 8th to the 10th of may when uh, the events will take place there is there is a commemoration piece um, that reflects on obviously the tragedy and the loss but also yes we should celebrate because as, as a nation it's like i've said it's an important part of our history and we need to to remind the young people of today of of that commitment and actually take time to appreciate those veterans and thank them and we can do that with such things as the street parties. Hertfordshire County Council are waiving fees for having street parties. I didn't know there was a fee to have a street party, if I'm completely honest, Mark. Uh, what do you think about that? I think that's a really positive and supportive approach from the council, and uh, hopefully it will it'll allow the local communities to get together um, and have the street parties. And I know the local British legions would be delighted to get involved, and they will be able to provide banners and flags um, if they want them, so contact the local legions. Uh, uh, what celebrate? What, what what are you involved with? What celebrations are happening in, uh, in your area? Um, well, across the area, there, there are street parties being uh, arranged at local levels. Um, the, uh, the the plan is also to uh, light beacons across the UK over 100 beacons. Um, that's a government initiative, and I know that the plan is to try and do the one um, local to us at Ivanhoe. Um, on a national fr- uh, national uh, perspective, up in London, there will be um, events taking place on the 8th and the 10th. There'll be a service of remembrance at the Cenotaph, and on the Sunday, there'll be a service of thanksgiving at Westminster Abbey. Um, that'll be followed by a march, um, and then the Legion would like to host um, veterans um, at a lunch reception. Um, and if there's individuals that want to do that, we'd be delighted to hear from them as soon as possible through the, the Legion website. Mark, what's, what is that website? Give us, give us the yeah, address. It's www.britishlegion.org.uk. Yeah. Mark, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. Mark Collins, manager from the Royal British Legion. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hi there, nice to be with you. Happy you could stick around. Like to introduce Legs Larry Smith, drums. And Sam Spoons, rhythm pole. And Vern Dudley Bohay Noel, bass guitar. And Neil Innes, piano. Come in, Rodney Slater on the saxophone. With Roger Ruskin Spear on tenor sax. Hi, Vivian Stanchel, trumpet. Big hello to Big John Wayne, xylophone. And Robert Morley, guitar. Billy Butlin, spoons. 
and looking very relaxed at our pickler on vibes. Nice. Princess Anne on sousaphone. Introducing Liberace clarinet. With Ghana Ted Armstrong on vocals. Lord Snooty and his pals tap dancing. In the group with Harold Wilson violin. And Franklin McCormack on harmonica. Over there, Eric Clapton, ukulele. Hi, Eric. On my left, Sir Kenneth Park, bass sax. Great honor, sir. Especially flown in for us, a Sessions Gorilla on Vox Humana. Nice to see Incredible Shrinking Man on Euphonium. Drop out with Peter Scott on Duck Call. Hearing from you later, Casanova on Horn. Yeah, digging General De Gaulle on accordion. Really wild, General. Thank you, sir. Roy Rogers on trigger. Tune in Wild Man of Borneo on bongos. Count Basie Orchestra on triangle. Thank you. Great to hear the Rawlinsons on trombone. Back from his recent operation, Dan Drop, hot. And representing the flower people, Quasimodo on bells. Wonderful to hear Brainiac on banjo. We welcome Baldunican as himself. Very appealing, Max Jaffa. Mmm, that's nice, Max. What a team, Zebra Kid and Horace Bachelor on percussion. A great favorite and a wonderful performer, all of us here, Jay Arthur Rank on Gong. Lynn's in the house with me. Morning, Lynn. Morning, Ian. How are you? Uh, I've been better. What have you got for us? Oh, dear. Um, well, pond dipping. It's good fun with kids. What is? Pond dipping. Po- now, what is pond dipping? Well, you get a little net. Oh. Only a little net. Yeah. And you just find what's in the water. Oh, Yeah, it's not horrible. I don't like things in the water. Don't you? What? The thing is, this is quite an old-fashioned list of things and uh, uh, you know camping outside really yeah it's all right it's good fun oh it's not it's horrible it's uncomfortable and it's cold it, yeah, I, now I've, it is, yeah. I've worked long and hard lynn so that I, my children can afford a bed <laughs> i know but it's good fun a blackberry picking fun. isn't good fun you can buy blackberries in tesco's i've seen them yeah, but it's fun when you pick your own. Who has, um, to, to be honest, my, my boys kind of do all this stuff. If I don't do the stuff with them, then my uh, m- my wife does. Um, but it's, it, it, you know, it's the 21st century. We should be playing, they, they should be engaging know, with video games and things like that. Well, they are, aren't they? They're not going outside enough. That's the trouble. That's why we're losing all these things. Who has done this research? The study found that a lack of outdoor play could be affecting their education about nature. But don't you they don't go out to play as much anymore. Now, I used to be out all the time when I was a kid. Now, you take your child to play with somebody mm. or you take your child somewhere to play on the soft Oh, it was, it, or... was boring. it was boring playing out in the street. It was, just, it was just a way for your parents to get you out of the house. Go, go and play out in the street. Yeah, but it did teach kids, like, you know, when they fall out and then they make friends again and, 
and, and it, it wasn't such I, a drama as it is now. You know, I bet some that. real... I remember some real nastiness happening while I was out playing on the streets. I remember being, like, nine out on my bike and getting the whatever kicked out of me in Bluebell Woods just because my bike chain came off in front of some hard kids who were two years older than me. They beat the hell out of me. Oh, well, I was lucky. I grew up in the country, so I didn't have that. Oh, you see, I grew up on the, the Britwell estate in Slough. We had plenty of that. I got be- uh, I used to get beaten up on Britwell for being posh. Oh, dear. Exactly! <laughs> I, don't know who's d- I don't know who's done this survey. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But pond dipping is fun. You know, not all the time, but just once. What? Are the- <laughs> just once? <laughs> well, you know, once or twice. What are those um, horrible, um, um, what are they called? The, the, the river boat men or something? Oh, and the pond skaters. The pond yeah. skaters. What are <laughs> those things? Well, they just, it's, if you look at them carefully, they've got like, where their feet, they, they, they go across the water. They've got, like, you know, little See, pads on their feet and they don't sink. It's amazing. This real, this list should include things like um, ripping apart two daddy long legs that are having it away. No. That, that's what kids should be doing. No. no. Tasting each other's spit. Oh, really? You never did that? Oh, no. Giving each other Chinese burns and dead arms. Now, that, that should be the real... Thank you, Lynn. What we're going to do for the last 30 minutes is we're going to draw up the real list of what kids should be doing. Uh, uh, giving each other pain. Do people still become blood brothers and sisters? Hey, let's become blood brothers. You probably can't now because of AIDS and stuff. Uh, where you, you, you would cut your hand. You kids aren't even allowed to have knives these days. Flipping heck. You'd cut your hand and then you'd smear your blood into the blood of someone else. Because that kind of implied that you were going to be friends forever. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound, it's slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And on the M1 southbound, that's looking very busy between around Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. And also it's looking busy on the A41 southbound from Kings Langley towards Junction 20 on the M25. In Watford, Exchange Road's looking very busy too around Beach and Grove. And elsewhere, looking at speed sensors in Clop Hill on the A6 Bedford Road. That's very busy between Back Street and the A507. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The boss of Bedfordshire-based Whitbread is among over 100 top executives who have written an open letter praising Conservative economic policies. Labour has dismissed the letter as nothing new. The new Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police, which covers Milton Keynes and Buckinghamshire, is backing what he calls local policing as he starts his first day in the job and plans for a new rail freight terminal north of Luton can work in tandem with controversial plans for St Albans and Radlett, according to councillors. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England drew one all in last night's friendly in Italy with a second-half equaliser from Andros Townsend, his manager Roy Hodgson. The important thing for me was that we produced yet again the type of performance I want to see, albeit only for one half, and we'll learn the lesson from that. You don't forget anything that happens at international level as a player or a coach, so... 
you know, we'll, we'll hopefully learn from that. MK Dons manager Cole Robinson says he's gutted to lose midfielder Ben Reeves for the rest of the season. Reeves has been ruled out with a calf injury sustained on international duty with Northern Ireland. Tottenham have completed their final land purchase ahead of their proposed new £400 million stadium. Spurs have been linked with a temporary move to Milton Keynes whilst building work takes place. In rugby, Bedford play the British Army in the Mobs Memorial match tonight at Goldington Road. More from Jeff Doyle. First played in 1921, the Mobs Memorial Game honours Lieutenant Colonel Edgar Mobs, DSO, an England rugby legend and a World War I hero. Formerly competed between the East Midlands and the Barbarians, the game now pits the British Army against Bedford Blues and Northampton Saints on alternate years. The Blues team tonight will feature a number of Blues first team and academy players, plus invitational players from the likes of Saracens, Wasps, Amptill, Hartford and Bishop Stortford. Andy Murray has reached 500 career victories, the British number one beat Kevin Anderson in three sets to reach the quarterfinals of the Miami Open. And the New England and Wales Cricket Board chairman Colin Graves is proposing shortening test matches from five days to four. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. About shortening them from five days to none days. How can a sport last more than a day? I don't. How can it last more than an hour and a half? That's the uh, the confusing thing. Okay, so we've got this list of things that kids should do, and it's all a bit. Ugh. So what it should the real list of what kids should be doing be? Lisa has tweeted: drinking out of the end of a garden hose, chicken pinches, and throwing farts. I don't know what chicken pinches are. I don't know what that means. Isn't it where you? Hold someone, pinch uh, the top of a bit of their skin, and okay. then. Um, here's here's one they should it. be doing: giving themselves love bites. Oh, themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you never give yourself a love bite on your arm? No. What's that in your arm? Love bite. Why are they biting your arm? Uh, never used to do that. Yeah. And then the next day, what's that on your arm? Toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joe says yes. On the real list for kids, should be a game of knock down ginger. Yeah. Or King Can Copper. What? Mm? King Can Copper. Mm. I used to go to school with a kid called King Can Copper. <laughs> it's from Bangladesh. Steph's on the line. Good morning, Steph. Good morning. What have you got for us? I just wanted to say how impressed I was. You played Bonzo Dog Dog Band and um, the intro and the outro. It, it completely took me by surprise. Yes, it, no, it took me by surprise. My finger was hovering. The Bonzos featuring Neil Innes, obviously, of course, not featuring uh, Vivian Stanchel, who passed away. They are playing a gig in a few weeks, supported by the Ruttles. And it's on a Friday night, and I'm I'm not in um, I'm not down south on a Friday night. But boy, oh boy, am I so tempted to sack off work and come down and say, I love the Bonzo, Steph. They're awesome. They play. I think in a couple of years ago they played Shuttleworth. Shuttleworth House, they do that on occasion. Because oh, I know they do it without Neil Innes, and it's quite a big deal for Neil Innes to come and go back and, and, and play with them. Well, do you know what? I might dig out some more bonzos for tomorrow. Occasionally we play um, uh, Karma Sutra time as well, which is a little bit risque, but we, we can just about get away with it. Awesome, I'll be listening. Steph, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Have we got any Texas? Yeah, the wall of death, says Martin in Biggleswade, is something that kids need to play these days. What's the wall of death? On your birthday, the kids would line up and create a tunnel and you would run the gauntlet getting kicked. Oh, God yeah. help you if you stopped. Yeah, oh yeah, running the gauntlets. And we've had a few um, talking about um, the situation out in Regis. Oh yeah, the bikes. And beyond, yeah. Yes. Debbie says, good morning. On Saturday, I saw an off-road bike stopped on the footpath as a police pickup type vehicle passed it. 
there was a traffic queue and the policewoman could have just got out of the car. She didn't. Uh, another one, Darren in Sandy. I saw two police off-road bikes being towed on a trailer by a police pickup on the A1 northbound at Stotfold Junction on Sunday. Yeah, so they are on the move, but just with, with uh, nobody on them at this point, it would seem. Mm. And Slav, who we know is a police officer, sent a, te a, Morning, Slav. a tweet earlier on saying, uh, so if you're the police officer that chases a kid on a bike that falls off and dies, who's going to get the blame? That, well, do you know what? I, tough. I don't want to sound all uh, right-wing and fascist, but... Um... So what we don't we, we had this argument before you can't you can't chase a bank robber because he's sucking on a lolly and it might get stuck in the back of his throat mm. you know d pff, uh, Slav with the greatest respect you're the police chase crooks chase crooks and catch them he's going to be angry he'll send me an angry tweet now he's quite chilled I don't know I think you might be surprised oh eight four five nine four double five five double five anyway if you want to give us a ring animal spotting was also low on the agenda with two thirds of children saying they'd never looked for birds. And just 35% went searching for insects. My boy, I wish my boys would stop searching for insects. They are obsessed with mini-beasts. Mm. Oh, come and look at the mini-beasts we found. No, they're flipping horrible. My girls like stoned and like bringing them inside. Whoever, Do you remember in the 80s you could buy stone pets? Yeah. Do you remember those? With goggly eyes on. Yeah, whoever it, it thought of those was an absolute genius. True. Weren't they? Yeah. We've got, we've got 24 minutes to fill and there's not a lot in the paper, so... Um... We're ringing some people up. No, don't, don't, well, don't fake phone calls. We're not faking, no, okay, we're ringing good. people back. Go, 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 go. We, don't, we don't do that on this show. OK. You know that. The pet food swindle. Tins of beef are really 63% chicken and a whole nation goes, so what? Who cares? It's only for the animals. It's pet food, man. Those guys don't care. Is it brown and stinky? Yeah, we'll eat it, they say. You've seen what cats eat in the wild, even when they've got things to eat at home. Pet, the, the wet food. I mean, all, even the biscuit. All pet food stinks. And if you get either the biscuits or the wet food on your fingers, that's it. You are marked for the rest of the day. Yeah. Whether it's tasty beef or succulent chicken... Has anyone ever eaten pet food? I've eat, I used to eat pet uh, dog biscuits as a, for a, a laugh. I've had a nibble of one of those, yeah. But the, the actual wet food, has anyone eaten the, the wet food? Whether it's tasty beef or succulent chicken, only the best will do for our beloved pets. But many dog and cat foods are not all they seem. Research by vets has shown... Men, by the way, the, the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, they're playing on Friday the 17th of April at Coco in London. I'm in Birmingham, and I was just doing the maths there. Can I make it all the way down? Yeah, I could, but I'll be knackered, so I won't. Supported by the Ruttles. Many cat and dog foods are not all they seem. Gosh, really? Well, is anyone surprised when a lot of human food isn't what it seems? How many people got arrested for um, the horse meat scandal? Three. How many people were charged? Zero. Do you remember that? Last year, we were all banging on about horse food, horse meat. No one's been charged. Research by vets has shown many popular tinned foods contain high quantities of meat not on the label. <gasps> Of the one beef stewed dog food was found to be predominantly chicken. Guys, come on. No one really cares, do they? Do they? John, no one cares that our pets are getting a different kind of meat than the one that they're promised, do they? 
Well, mine certainly doesn't. He doesn't eat anything. <laughs> they don't, they, they, they do, they'll eat any old rubbish. They do eat any old rubbish. And, uh, I, I used to work for a large supermarket chain. Oh, yeah. And, and I, used to, I used to work the night shift. And when all the, the stock came in, uh, you've probably seen it on the cages being rolled out into the, yep. into the aisles. Uh, my, my aisle was the pet food. Oh, and yeah. quite often you get the you get the little uh, you know, you know the little foil trays like um uh is it Caesar and things like that. You I know, know all, exactly, all the, yes. Quite often they get stacked too high and then the, the foil trays split and then the flies get to them. Oh. And by the time I got to you can smell it oh, way yeah, beyond yeah. you get to and it is alive with maggots and oh, yeah. oh, and it, it it is a smell that you cannot get rid of. You weren't selling that rubbish though, were you? Well, that, that would that would all the whole cage would have to be marked as contaminated. Oh, and really? Sent back out to where? Yes. It, why do could... they Why do they make it so stinky? I don't know. Yeah, it's, 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 I've got um, a couple of cats at home, and quite often when I have to go and empty the litter tray, it smells just as good as when you're taking it out of the packet. I, I've got a cat. And she has uh, biscuits for breakfast, and she'll have wet food in the evening. In fact, we call it wet food. Ah. And it's a real. We have the kind of pouches that, that uh, and it's a real achievement if you can open that pouch and not get a spray of that brown juice on you. Oh, when you tear the bit off the top. Oh, but oh, they good. make it so that it pops out. I tell you, a word of advice: don't buy the gravy ones. Get the jelly ones. You, you're less likely to get covered. John, thank you very much indeed. Cats Protections, Maggie Roberts said pet food makers follow guidance lied down by the EU, adding, it may be beneficial for these guidelines to be amended so the information is... No one cares, guys. No one cares that... Look at this. OK. So, Felix. I think we get Felix. Um, it, with beef. OK, so if it's Felix with beef, 19% of it is beef, 36% of it is pork, and 45% of it is chicken. Well, but it's still meat. Who cares? It's identifiable meat, which you wouldn't have got in the olden days, you probably, And you don't get in most human food. I bet this stuff is more regulated than human food. There's a bloke that tests it, isn't there? An actual man, rather than getting dogs to do it. What, that eats it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Just to him. check. Just to check. Guitar Lady says, after I changed my pet food based on a vet's advice, my dogs had no more intestinal issues, but oh. they don't care if it's chicken or beef. Uh, Simon in Stevenage says he was a bit tiddly at a party a few years ago and decided to eat dog food to impress a girl. Because that's what we like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was fairly impressed, but for some strange reason she wouldn't snog me, says Simon, yeah. disappointed. That would get you... That would get them hot. And on the subject of the Houghton bikes, Steve oh, yeah. in Bedford says, I don't understand why the Popo won't chase a dude on a bike and yet continually show themselves on TV chasing cars through towns and villages. What's the difference? By the Popo, he doesn't mean a Teletubby, he means the, the feds. The police. Surely chasing a car through a town puts the general public at risk as well as the driver, says Steve. Uh, um, Lisa's, Lisa's, on, yeah. Lisa's having a breakdown on Twitter today. A, she's coming up with brilliant things that kids should really be doing. Uh, which is a great idea. Thank you for that. Um, uh, they should be... Instead of this silly stuff about playing Conkers, uh, sofa cushion forts and eating cake mix. Of course yeah. they should. But then she's... And she's going nuts. Spooning wet food out of a tin once by accident, I licked the fork. What was I thinking? Well, you don't do that by, by accident. That was a deliberate thing. I mean, if you were starving, right... And literally starving, and you had uh, cat food, mm -hmm. you would eat the cat. 
you kill the cat and then eat the cat, and then the cat food would be like the last last resort. I don't know whether I would um, prefer cat to a blend of pork, chicken, and beef. It's just so In delicious st- jelly. Man, it's so stinky. I know, but you'd be starving. This you? is this is brilliant. I love this story. Armed police surrounded a house. So far, so worrying. After four teenage boys on a sleepover triggered an alert by pointing an air rifle out of a window. Oh, don't do that, lads. So it's four lads. It doesn't say how old the kids are, but I, the boys found the unloaded rifle, an old weapon, um, but a startled neighbour spotted the barrel and raised the alarm. Yep. I can see why. Police marksmen with seven vehicles and a dog unit raced to the address and cordoned it off. The sheepish boys were ordered to come out one by one before sniffer dogs were sent in and the house was searched. They must be quite young. But the tone of that suggests it was heavy-handed, but I think that's appropriate. Oh, I think it's totally appropriate. And I I bet they, uh, you know, I bet they, um, I bet they, um, I don't think we can say cack themselves. I bet they were terrified. I bet they were. The scare happened after nurse Jill Kiernan went to work, leaving son Cole and his friends to wake up from their sleepover while her husband, Sean, 42, was downstairs. Mother of two, Jill, 35. So these boys, if she's 35, they're they're kind of lower-end teenagers. Said the boys were... uh, Lower-age teenagers. The boys were terribly ashamed. She went on, there's no way the boys knew what the consequences of their actions would be. They are all in shock. The mum then said, we are devastated. It was awful coming into the street and seeing all the police. I think that's brilliant. Again, it's like that um, Nick Broomfield film. Well, I was just thinking that. The short, the, sharp shock. The, 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 the coppers come along. But imagine that. You're just having a sleepover with your mates. And, we, we, you know, you're messing around and you're pointing stuff out the windows and stuff. Then suddenly seven coppers and a load of cars turn up and with, with machine guns. You'd be terrified, wouldn't you? We'll put that to the list. Uh, inciting uh, a, a police um, a police siege. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. If you want to give us a call, you can send us a text eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Also on the motorways, the A1M southbound is slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and 7 for Stevenage. And the A1 southbound is very busy between the Holiday Inn and the Stirling Corner. Having a look at the train departure boards and there are no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Samantha, thank you very much. Wednesday the 1st of April I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio The boss of Bedfordshire based Whitbread is among over 100 business leaders who've written an open letter praising conservative economic uh, policies The new Chief Constable of Thames Valley Police is backing what he calls local policing as he starts his first day in the job And a French magazine and a German newspaper say they've seen mobile phone footage taken inside the German Wings aircraft last week, just minutes before it crashed. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A bright start across all three counties this morning. It is still fairly breezy out there though. The wind has died down a little overnight so it's not quite as fierce as yesterday's wind but it is still fairly breezy and will continue through today. Now we'll see the cloud increase this afternoon. One or two showers moving in as well. That rain will become more persistent as we head further through this evening. Now the maximum temperature today 11 Celsius. Now the rain overnight tonight comes and goes really some outbreaks of rain. Minimum temperature down to 5 Celsius. We may get a slight clearance of that rain before dawn which means the temperature may drop a little further. Now for most of us it will be a dull start tomorrow morning. Dry in the most part but we will see the rain arrive as we head towards tomorrow evening. Maximum temperature 11 Celsius. Now as we head towards Good Friday morning the rain overnight Thursday stays with us through the first part of Friday but then by Good Friday afternoon it should clear away. A drier picture to end the day and then Saturday and Sunday drier, brighter and it looks like the wind's going to fall out as well and that's your uh, that's your forecast even. <laughs> Sometimes in life things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS show. Weekdays from nine. Here on BBC Three Counties Radio. On the uh, subject of VE celebrations, and should we be celebrating it, Rod in Letchworth has emailed, anyone younger than mid-70s will have few memories of VE Day, but I can remember when the street lights came on again at the end of the war. Back home, it was the 23rd of April, St George's Day. Well, hang on, that's not VE Day, though, is it? Isn't it the 8th of May? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. My mother got me out of bed and carried me around the streets in my dressing gown and pyjamas. Uh, I shall never forget that and the street parties. These ex- Now, th- this is where I wonder if this is real or not. These experiences are something that poorly educated whippersnappers like you can never take away from us, but to be fair, neither can you understand or appreciate it. Does anyone really use the word whippersnappers? I both love and hate your shows, so they can't be bad. I like or, that. Or they could be. <laughs> oh, they, they can't be or they could be. I like that. Jeff's in High Wycombe. Good morning, Jeff. Hi, how you doing? Ah, what you got for us, Jeff? Games, games that you played as a kid that I don't play now. Yes. Uh, British Bulldog. Now, did anyone ever actually play British Bulldog, or was it ever actually? Because I always heard talk of oh, it's banned, oh, it's been banned, but I don't. Uh, was it? That's exactly the reason why you played it because it was banned, and oh. teachers teachers hated it. This is the thing where you stood in lines opposite each other, and you, then one person had to charge through the line or something. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. If, see, what I don't know if it was banned. Isn't this one of those myths? Uh, that uh, uh, it, it was it was banned. I'm trying to think of another myth from the 70s, uh, and I can't. But I don't think it ever was banned, was it? No, I don't, well, we always played it, so I, I doubt very much it was banned. Well, they tried to. Anything else, Jeff? Kiss Chase. Oh, I used to hate that. <laughs> I used to hate that. And boy, oh boy, what an idiot. Because I would, you know, would would, would run at such a speed that I would never catch the girls. I see, I was the opposite. You, I see, you were Mark Dunstall. <laughs> uh, was was I remember Mark Dunstall at the age of ten, right? And there was this girl that came from a from she moved into our school, and Mark Dunstall was straight in there. I remember they were sort of going out with each other, and in the lesson, Mark Dunstall said, "Ian, Ian, watch this," 
And then he just totally full-on French kissed her in front of me. It was, <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, man, Dunster Bubble, you're so cool. So the cool. Other, the, other, the, other one, the other one was Manhunt. Just, just, just a plain old simple manhunt where you just, just run and hide from each other and, and try catching each other. It's a little bit like a British bulldog, to be honest, because when you caught up with them, you, you used to give them a hiding. Yeah, that uh, was a lot of games ended up with you beating the, the whatever out of somebody. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's that's a thing these days. You can't you can't do that without someone video recording it. <laughs> on YouTube. That's the that's the thing, uh, Jeff. You've got it spot on. It's because yeah. people film everything. That's you can't exactly do anything that. when you're a kid. You you know you sex experiment and you do things that are naughty and are a little bit embarrassing. But you do them because it's you and two other mates, or it's you yeah. on your own. Or you, but nowadays, every time you go to do something, every time you go to play doctors and nurses, or or do something experimental, someone whips out a phone and starts filming it. Or you're branded a sex addict. Or, or you're branded, like that. You're, Jeff. Thank you very much indeed. A reference to yesterday's show. Yeah. Or you're branded a sex addict. Thank you, Jeff. Dealey. Hey, boss. I've got James with me. Hello, James. He's got some memories of bulldog. Tell us your memories of playing bulldog. Well, you run across the playground, not get caught. If you get caught, you get taken down heavily. <laughs> so, what are you beating up playing bulldog then? Always. It's part of the fun. Is that what's gone wrong today? I had a caller a moment ago saying that uh, too many people these days have got phones at which can record. Is that, is that what's gone wrong, do you think? I think it's just gone politically correct. It's all gone wrong. It's all gone oh. out of... Yes, sir. You know. so it's all gone wrong, boss. It's all gone wrong. It's, 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 it's no all worries. gone politically... Thank you, James. It's all gone politically correct. It has. Madness gone... Uh, exploded. You see, James had great fun. face! He had, he That's had not great... politically correct, exploding <laughs> in someone's face anymore. I'd have to do that. Unless you get signed <laughs> consent form. He had great fun playing it. As he says, when you got caught, you went down hard and it normally ended up with a bit of a kick in. There's not enough and listen guys it's half term so I know we've got a lot of young people listening. There are not enough activities involving children where they beat the <laughs> living hell out of each other. That was the end result of almost every game at school. It was and the thing is when you got beaten up you, you cry about it and people would say oh come on it's only a game and the next day you'd be doing it to somebody else. Yes, exactly. More Ooh. children should be beating each other up and that'll be tomorrow's lead story. The increase in children beating each other up. Daily, what you got for us? Uh, you've been talking about ducks this morning, I believe. I, have, I can't remember why, Catherine. Arrogant. They sit there waiting to be fed and, and turn their noses up. If they had noses, they've got beaked. Mm. You're not supposed to feed ducks bread. It's like giving them chips. No, it's not. That will be giving them chips. We were talking this morning about great childhood adventures. I remember <sighs> once a week I used to go and feed the ducks with my granddad. I used to have a great time. But then I cottoned on to it. They just wanted the food. They yeah. didn't want me. I want yeah. some form of appreciation. If I'm taking a duck some food, I want some sort of thank you yeah. for that, you know? Of course you do, mate. Just arrogance. Of course you do. So I've taken this one to the streets this morning. I've been asking people, do you think ducks are arrogant? Mm. Uh, this includes a French perspective, of course. Oh, uh, normally, Normally named as one of the most arrogant nations. Yeah. Uh, here's what people had to say. Mm, okay. So when you feed the ducks, do you think they appreciate what you're doing or do you think they're arrogant? They're arrogant. Why are they arrogant? They're like pigeons. If you never saw a duck again, would that bother you? No. How do you sleep at night? Guess what we're talking about today. Go on. Go on, guess. Oh, what we're talking about today? The weather. I don't know, darling. We're talking about ducks. Oh, we're not. We're talking about ducks. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> now, madam, let me ask you this. I want you to be honest with me, oh. OK? Do you think ducks are arrogant? No. No, not at all. So when you feed the ducks, you think they appreciate what you're doing? I do, darling, yeah. How do you know? I do. Well, they look at me and they tell me it's all right. <laughs> Give us a quick quack, quack, go on. Quack, quack. Madam, you're here with your young child this morning. You often feed the ducks. Mm -hmm. 
Do you think they appreciate the food that you give to them or do you think they're just arrogant? Uh, sometimes they seem to appreciate, sometimes they don't. <laughs> so on the whole, if someone said to you, are ducks arrogant, would you say yes or would you say no? No, I don't think so. Let's get the French perspective. How are you today? Very well, thank you. And bonjour. Bonjour. Do you think, okay, do you think that ducks are arrogant? Ducks? A lot of people think the French are arrogant, which I'm sure that you would say is not correct. Do you think ducks are arrogant? No. What do you think, sir? Um, uh, maybe. Who knows? Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Great French perspective. That was a great French perspective. It was, yeah. Bon, 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 bon. yeah. Uh, we, uh, do you fancy a pile-on later on? <laughs> a what? Do you never have a pile-on? What, what are you talking about, boss? Kath jumps on the floor, yeah. shouts pile on, and we all pile uh, on top of her. Oh, bundle. one of those, yeah. It's a called a bundle. Bundles, yeah, a bundle for me was a fight. It was a pile on, was. No. Uh... Thing is, though. Yeah, penny can scramble? I, can I just put this out there? Do you ever do a penny scramble? What's a penny scramble? If someone would have a penny, they go, scramble! <laughs> and they toss the penny, and everybody will go and try and get the penny. Can we play these games at the BBC these days? Yo, no, no. I'm we slightly can't. worried. You know why we can't, don't you? Too many video cameras. I think it's just gone politically correct. Yeah, that's why we can't. <laughs> I think it's just gone politically correct. It has, my friend. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. ta -ra. Rosie's in Redbourne. Good morning, Rosie. Hello. Hello, Rosie. Hiya. What you got for us? A couple of games. Red Rover. Um, you mm. have two teams yeah. lined up lined up in two lines or facing each other. Yes. You go, Red Rover, Red Rover, send so-and-so right over and they'd have to send their toughest person yeah. running at the line and they'd throw themselves and try and break through the line. Oh, See, I'm mixing that up with, um, with Bulldog because I thought you had to break through the line in Bulldog. Yeah, well, we called it Red Rover, but I, 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 I did it once and I threw myself so hard they just let go and I landed on my head. <sighs> that kind of explains a lot, Rosie. Yeah, it probably does, yeah. Oh, and there's um, a Beatles song. I don't know if you've had this one or not. Careful. The stool, the stool on the hill. Stool on the hill, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much indeed. If you've just tuned in, you'll have no idea what that's in reference to. But um, double take. The now, this is... I, I do think this is genuine. They've cheated slightly by giving the, the gentleman the same glasses and the same shirt and the same jerseys. But when Neil Richardson <clears throat> moved to a new town, he was puzzled as locals kept greeting him with a cheery, Hello, John! Got a new motor. No one says that anymore, do they? No. Hello, Tosh, got a Toshiba. The retired Anglican clergyman spent months wondering why everyone held him like a long-lost friend, albeit with the wrong name. But the mystery was solved after Neil, 69, that's his age, finally asked a shopkeeper the re... What do you mean, finally asked a shopkeeper? Why are you calling me John? Surely that would be the first... I'm not John, why... Oh, I look like something. Only then did it emerge. He's the spitting image of community stalwart... Stalwart John Jemison. No relation to uh, Gemma Jemison, because their names are different. <laughs> 74, who's lived in Braintree, Essex for half a century. Although strangers and with a five year age difference, the pair could pass as identical twins. And they also share an astonishing number of shared interests and in history. Well, shared interests. Well, like jumpers and shades. Let's try and find their shared uh, interests. Um, oh, here we go. Neil only met John uh, for the first time during a trip to the British Library's Magna Carta exhibition. What? Oh. And both have a love... Uh, both have a lot in common. Both sing, 
Yeah. Write poetry oof, and love amateur dramatics. Sounds like they should be together. In the 60s, they both studied at the same college and they both worked as RE teachers. Now, that is spooky. Ooh, uncanny. The two men also use the same bank and live near each other. And they both um, asked if she can tell them apart. Neil's wife, Marion, said only when they're naked. Right, OK. <laughs> uh, you know what that is? I think it's just gone politically correct. Isn't it just? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's still slow between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40, and it's still looking busy on the North Orbital Road as well around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In St Albans, there are queues on the North Orbital Road as well between the Park Street roundabout and London Coney roundabout, and in Watford on Lower High Street, that's very busy around the Bushy Arches. Elsewhere in Luton, on the cameras, box always looking busy between Hitchin Road and Crawley Green Road. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Thank you very much, Samantha. Well done, Catherine, for making a story out of... Well, when we came in at five o'clock this morning, not a lot. Making a whole show out of not a lot. Excellent, Justin. Thank you, Kelly Betts. That's it. That's your lot for today. Don't forget, you can send me an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. You can download the podcast. Go to iTunes, type in Ian Lee. BBC. We'll be back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta! Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, do you feel sorry for today's teachers?